And we're back uh, with another episode of Think On That. I'm Matt Goody. With Alex Tashos here. We got a nice special guest here today with a great show lined up. Mariah Cohen, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Are you excited to be here? Oh, pumped. Oh, we have a good, we have a good one lined up. I know we talked a little bit about a few things <laughs> we wanted to hit on. Yep. Let's dive right in. Let's do it. All right. What do you got there, Ali Al, on your notepad? Well, yeah, I want to introduce Mariah. Yeah. Um, you know, we brought her on because she... Uh, you know, she's very informative on, you know, health and wellness. And that's something we, uh, me and Matt are both very interested on. So, um, yeah, we wanted to get into that a little bit today. If and, you were to um, categorize your, like, your aspect of health and wellness, oh. would you say, like, more holistic? Would you, like, how would you label it? 100%. Well, I was going to say conspiracy, but now that you oh, mentioned shit. holistic, <laughs> like, that's a better word for it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Artisan. Yeah, I would holistic. say holistic. Yeah, holistic. Conspiracy, though. Build Definitely on that. an Why? aspect. How come? I think that a lot of parts of holistic are controversial. Yeah. Like, I think that everybody has a different definition of health. Everybody has a different definition of what they think is good and what they think is right. So it's always controversial. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. But definitely more natural. That's my take. Yeah. So this this would be everything from, like, food to... Your active lifestyle to exposure to things, maybe. For sure. I think that's where a lot of the conspiracy might be. Yeah. What do you think some of like the most controversial opinions you have in terms of exposure to things are? There's a couple big ones. Yeah. I would say one is 5G. I think that's like a huge one right now. That one is a big buzz around it. Another one's chemtrails, (laughs) which... (laughs) I know everybody has an opinion on as well. Yeah. Um, in terms of exposure, like environmental exposure, I feel like those are two pretty big ones. Environmental as in like the actual like, I don't know, ground we live on and everything? Or are mm-hmm. you talking about like um, frequencies and what's in our water and... Well, <laughs> I think that everything has something that people don't know about. Like... Right. Water's a huge one. Water's a huge one. There's products that we use that a lot of people don't know about that are so toxic for you. Right. There's, yeah, and then there's like frequencies and, and all the other stuff that you can be bombarded with, for okay. sure. So before we dive into any one thing, I'm just curious to know, like, s- spell out for us what, like, your perfect world looks like in terms of where you're getting your resources from, like how you feed yourself and your family, how you go about your day, like what appropriate levels of exposure to this, that, and the other. Like what does the world look like to you if everything was like perfect in your opinion? Oh, man. It's, um, that's a good one because yeah. it would never happen. I, of course, <laughs> Like yeah. it totally would just never thing. happen. But yeah. if everything was how I would love it to be, it would be drinking water that's like super clean, that's mm. balanced pH-wise, that's mm. um, ionized, and then you move into food sources. So you eat local, and so you're not eating things that are out of season, and you're right. buying from local food sources so there isn't as many pesticides, herbicides, all that kind of stuff. Um, move into exercise and, um, yeah, just keeping active. Right. 
blocking out frequencies and making sure that your sleep is protected because that's like super important. What do you, for, for frequencies, you're talking yeah. about like from your phone and stuff or like phone, more? Phone, more. Really? There's so much more, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I feel like people kind of know most about cell phones yeah. and how that can be bad for you. But if you have a home phone that is not plugged in, that's like a wireless home phone, that is way worse than a cell phone, than a microwave, than any of that stuff. Really? Yeah, because you look at the reach, like you can talk on a home phone without a cord and you can like walk down the driveway. Yeah. So obviously those frequencies are going far and they're strong. And there's things to test it too. Like there's meters and stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, protecting your sleep is like super important. Even from light, even from like blue light, it really affects you. It stops the production of melatonin and, and you, you only heal when you're in a certain depth of sleep. Right. Yeah, so, I've heard this. Yeah. yeah. So like mm-hmm. that's that's super important, I'd say. Okay. So mm-hmm. good. We got the framework to dive in. Yeah, I do. I, I'm excited to get to the conspiracy parts. Oh, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll wait uh, I'm curious there. about the frequencies because I know mm-hmm. you mentioned the home phone. Um, so is that a constant? Like if you have a home phone connected at all times that it's harmful or is it just let's say when you have a you have an active phone call so then it kind of activates the, all times all times all really? times yes even huh. like your tv emits a frequency yeah and even if you turn it off you're just dimming the screen right like it is constantly on unless it's unplugged you can kind of hear it sometimes yeah the buzz yeah, and everything like, especially yeah. the older ones too yeah. Old yeah. Old yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah yeah so yeah. like it's still it's still running and especially with phones like if you if you get a phone call, it has to be prepared to pick it up. So it's constantly looking for other connections. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. Mm-hmm. I know that for like Wi-Fi, like if you have a Wi-Fi setting on your phone oh gosh, at yeah. all times, it's seeking Wi-Fi. Even when you're on the street and you're mm-hmm. not connected to your home Wi-Fi, it's looking constantly and yeah. it's in your pocket. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So are these free, how do these frequencies affect us? Because it's one thing to be like, oh, these frequencies mm-hmm. are bad, but it's like, how? How are they yeah. bad? Well, there's like a number of different ways that it affects you. So right now we have a record-breaking amount of heavy metals in our bodies. And if you have a frequency that's touching on that, you're constantly buzzing. Like it's activating those metals and pretty much radiating you. Like it's radio frequency. So it gives off a certain amount of radiation and that affects you in certain ways as well. Right. Yeah. So like, are we talking at like the cellular level? Disruption at the cellular yeah. level, or oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So, have they tied our exposure to frequencies to like illnesses, like publicly? Oh, fair enough. Like, oh, now we're really how many people? <laughs> how many people are gonna buy an iPhone if they see the amount of tumors that they cause? If they see the amount of damage that they do, hmm. you know, they probably still would actually, to be honest. But it's true. Yeah. So, yeah. Ba- based on your experience and your knowledge, like, what's the most common form of il- ailment <clears throat> from frequency? Yeah tumors cancer like malignant cancer Hmm. yeah like so hmm. cancer is also another huge topic because people think that cancer is a tumor but it's actually just a symptom of cancer yeah yeah so when you go in and you get these operations and you get chemo to target this tumor the cancer is still in your body it's going to come up somewhere else right unless you fix the actual problem which is took years to make it took years of exposure to certain things or eating certain things that your body just can't mm-hmm. function normally you're not going to fix it by removing that symptom right it's like putting a light or putting a piece of paper over a light on your dashboard in your car well they also know cancer away. cells are like present in everybody's body all right. the time yeah it's just our immune systems normally can kill cancer cells now the cancer rate is one in two 
Oh, wow. Whoa, really? Yeah. My dad's a holistic cancer practitioner. So I'm exposed to a lot of talk about cancer. Wow. Yeah. yeah. 50%? 50% in Canada. And this is about like a malignant diagnosis will, that people will get cancer. Yeah. 50% of the population. Wow. Okay, so why is that number increased so high? Like what are the things that are increased? Well, in my opinion, you definitely see a correlation in like vaccines. and cancers or like the amount of bad oils that they're using in food it's so damaging people don't understand like vegetable oils and canola oils they're heated to a certain extent that it becomes absolutely toxic for you Mm. like Mm. so toxic it's so so bad for you so i've seen it's easy to understand it when you explain it like that though but a lot of people i feel like will just be like oh these oils are bad for you don't eat them and it's like why yeah yeah it's it's tough yeah like your typical like kind of google response but that's oh my god but google like Google is so hard nowadays because you can have 10 things to tell you it's good and 15 to tell you it's bad. And it's like, how do you know what's accurate? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's tough. That's tough too. Yeah, it is true. But I mean, like when you're, when you're talking about oil, it's un- even when you're cooking, they tell you, you know, certain oils can only be heated to a certain temperature mm-hmm. in order to work, like cook your food. So if you're heating yeah. the oils past their whatever safe heating zone mm-hmm. and you put it in your body, yeah. And you think about their deep frying in like McDonald's, they don't care about what temperature. They are trying yeah. to make fries. And, and they're reusing the oil oh, yeah. constantly like yeah. all day, right? Well, olive oil is not supposed to be cooked at a high temperature, right? At all. Mm-hmm. But, right. but I think oil. avocado oil is good. Yeah, avocado we have oil avocado good. oil. Yeah. I know peanut oil is good under high temperature. Coconut oil. Yeah, I absolutely no, you're not. Yeah, oh, what a shame. No. I know, I know. Coconut, coconut is the best. A big one. I hear it's like <laughs> one of the best things Sorry, to like pal. use in everything, and I can't even freaking eat it. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah sometimes I pina get like, coladas. You can't have pina coladas. Nope, can't have pina coladas. Oh. That was my goodness. mom's. Apparently, my mom's craving when she was pregnant with me with coconut, and here oh I am, candy gosh. coconut. Yeah. Really? What do you think about that? Because I mean, allergies. No, no, no. In the in, oh, the, okay. in the realm of pregnancy, because I know. Well, I don't know if we said it on the show yet, but. I'm going through it. <laughs> Congratulations. You're <laughs> expecting. You. Yes. So do you, yeah. do you have, I mean, I'm sure you've had more exposure now than ever before, mm-hmm. but are you aware of like allergies and developing allergies and stuff, especially in a yes. baby based on what you eat? Do you want to know something wild? I hope I'm going to explain this correct, but so allergies, um, and this is just from what I've learned, right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, take it how you want it, but you look at plants, right? Yes. Which have... Um, pesticides, herbicides, and insecticides. Mm -hmm. And those are oil-based, right? So they spray these things on the plants and it's to increase productivity and make sure that bugs don't get to it and shelf life lasts longer. But they put something in it, um, pretty much Roundup. Have you ever heard of Roundup? Yeah, there's like a, oh, what the hell is that that compound call in Roundup? I don't even know. There was a class action lawsuit against them and everything. Yes, they changed their name to like Bear or something. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so they pretty much spray Roundup, which has um, glyphosates. What are those? Glyphosates are, it's like a chemical, right? And as soon as you eat the food that has glyphosates, they're genetically modified. Okay, so first they spray it Mm -hmm. and then it prevents, um, it actually makes the stomachs of bugs explode. That's what it does. That's what it's meant to do. So if you think about it, you know, they're eating a tiny bit. But when you ingest it, obviously it's doing something to your body. So they spray it. And then they realized, you know what? This is too much work. It's not working. We're going to try and genetically modify the seed to produce its own glyphosate. So GMO. Hmm. Now they're producing their own 15 times the amount that you would have sprayed on it. And they're spraying it. So now we're ingesting this. 
our bodies are being trained to produce our own glyphosates and that's this is where allergies are linked in so it actually attacks the stomach of your lining Mm -hmm. and creates little tears and allows undigested food to get into your bloodstream. Isn't that what Crohn's is? I was just about to say that sounds like yeah. Crohn's a little bit. No? It's it's definitely related for sure. Wow. And so that's where allergies are from. It's from undigested food getting into your bloodstream yeah. and your body can't process it. So it makes attack like it tells it tells it to attack. So then, okay, in terms of like, like you said, when you go on Google, there's like yeah. 10 things that say this and 10 things that say that and it's hard to decipher. How do you even begin looking for food that doesn't have glyphosates in it? And like, how do you trust? Like if you go in and you're buying a pepper from the grocery store and you know there's glyphosates in it, yeah. you can't even keep those seeds because you said it's GMO, know, right? It's been genetically altered, so you can't replant those because yeah. you're going to be getting the same thing. They're also trying to create um, vegetables that don't have seeds so that you have to buy their seeds. Yeah. That's, um, that's been a watermelon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Watermelon, all that kind of stuff. But on trust, I don't fucking trust anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I don't trust it at all. <laughs> You can all you can do is try. Like you can try and shop locally and go to your local farms and try and get organic, non-GMO because those do exist. Yeah. But it's like those heirloom seeds or whatever. Yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But if you've ever seen the movie Seaspiracy, I don't know if you've seen it. It's on oh, Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's about the one with like the wolf. No. Is the cover no? Uh, so no, it's got like a no, big sorry. fishing net. Yeah. And it's talking about like oh, sorry, pollution. Yeah. It's talking about like thinking, pollution yeah. in the water and stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, it was like this huge conspiracy because people were putting on labels of, I think it was cruelty-free on like tuna and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. They just paid for it. So hmm. organic and non-GMO, that's just another sticker. Like you don't... See, and I've heard this too about organic in Canada, as yeah. far as I know, and I might be misquoting this, but based on what I remember, in order for you to qualify as an organic farmer in Canada, or at least Ontario, yeah. you just have to grow your first batch organic. Everything else after that, I didn't even know that, can be whatever you want. So as long as that first batch is organic, you can slap organic on the packaging of everything after that. Yeah. Hmm. See, like that's crazy. That's absolutely insane. And then you charge a premium for the organic sticker. Oh yeah. So you can be oh, giving the big same one. shit. Oh my gosh, hundred percent. See, that's funny because they make that. They'll make that rule, almost knowing that everyone's gonna break it after. Yeah. Like yeah. To, to make profits. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you, you charge more money for the organic. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. So it's like, I don't know, the closest that you can get to trusting your food source is growing it yourself. Yeah. Which is not always an option for people. Exactly. Yeah. And not everybody's got a green thumb. Not everybody's yeah. patience for it. Yeah. Or the yeah. time. That's true. I just planted my first. I planted 25 seeds last week. And how Good many? Oh, last week. Yeah, I checked this morning. I was so excited. I felt like an old <laughs> man. I went down to look and water it and boom, I got four sprouts coming oh. out of different ones. Like, look at this What did you plant? Put his hands on his hips. Everything. <laughs> I think there's like huh, eggplant in there, zucchini. Look Good, Humber, huh? peppers, broccoli. Oh, yeah. Talking to them a little like bit of weed. Like they're your friends. <laughs> 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 talking to them like they're your friends. Yeah. Hey, talking to them like they're your friends. Yeah, let's we'll see what happens. Come on, little buddies. <laughs> let's go. I, fuck, man. You know how excited I was? I've never been. I, I was like Christmas morning excited. I actually love that surprise. shit. Yeah. I fucking love That's that awesome. shit. Last year I tried to do it and I, they all died. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good year. This is our year. <laughs> I got four so far. But yeah, I got. You know what I did? Because mm. I've heard things about the seeds and like, not the glyphosates, but I'm glad you yeah. brought it up. But I ordered, I looked, and I don't know. I'm just trusting that this is yeah, true, right? Yeah, that's all you can but do. The seeds on the package said heirloom, non-GMO. And I'm like, okay, 
that's the best you're going to get on a package. Right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no. GMO, at the end of the day, everything is GMO, let's be honest. But, because, yep. right. you know, we selectively bred fucking shit. Yeah. Broccoli is, was never a thing. It was made from, like, cabbage and something else. Yeah. So it's like, it is all GMO. It is all. At the end of the day. But, I mean, it's, that's the thing. Like, we can't use the word GMO as a bad word, but mm-hmm. there are certain yeah. activities that happen within. 100%. We talk about it all the time, too. We even talked about, like, Art, not artificial insemination, but like altering like babe, human babies that genetically. That is definitely right. a Have you looked thing. into that? Yes, that's the no. thing. What do you think about that stuff? I mean, that's, not, that's insane. I, I don't think there's that much information like no. on it publicly. No. Like, I feel like there's a lot more to it that people don't know. Yes. Well, okay, so what I've heard, it was like this, um, this doctor that was pretty much like a whistleblower. She was talking about how people of high status can now choose mm-hmm. Um, eye color right height yeah. Yep. yeah the amount of like, like muscle even, mass you have even freaking like affinity to math yeah they can change that yeah. yes and, like, strong yeah. jaw strong jaw line yes. but like, at, yeah we've all talked kinds about of things at what cost at what cost yeah. so then what we're gonna have people who are just super strong super tall super whatever yeah then what captain america like yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's really. yeah super humans insane so if you do you, would you do that kind of thing if it was like talk about oh hey we found you know um, oh. missing an arm but we can yeah, change the tough. genes and then the arm will grow fully if you're in that position like what do you do as like that's a parent tough. you know that's very tough like, and like I tie that back into with like the brain chip you know Elon's mm. like yeah, brain the one, chip Neuralink bridging, Neuralink bridging the yeah, gap between technology and bio yeah because yeah. yeah. it's like people who have never been able to see they're obviously going to do it people who have never been able to walk who will walk again like how but then then what then yeah. we're well then we're then it's to gonna singularity. go for your average person yeah exactly they're gonna, they're gonna make it assuming the side effects show up and then the right. average person quickly. won't have a job yeah. they won't have this or that they won't have the capabilities to work or provide we got AI coming in too yeah. it's a nice perfect storm <laughs> all headed our way <sighs> oh my god That's so a lot. okay we talked a little bit about this before the show i just kind of wanted to get your scope on mm-hmm. it this kind of ties into the placebo effect Especially yeah. on something like diet and whatever. I heard a most interesting thing last night. I was hanging out with some friends at a bonfire, and I don't even know how the conversation came up. But basically, it was talking about how the mind, which we know, is powerful. And if you mm-hmm. if you will things, things can happen. Absolutely. So like Absolutely. somebody gets diagnosed with cancer, refuses the diagnosis, and goes, I'm just going to live my life like I don't have cancer. And next thing you know, goes to the next checkup, body's in remission. Mm-hmm. And then you can do that to like, all kinds of things. Your diet, yeah. you can do that too. So if you're taking in things that you know, like this pepper is GMO and it's got glyphosates in it, mm-hmm. you will, it, you know, theoretically, you know, I'm not absorbing those glyph- glyphosates. Yeah. I. Do you, do you, what do you think about that? I definitely believe in that. Like to an extent, yeah, right? Yeah. Like to an extent. Like right. if, if you lose an arm and you're like, nah, I have an arm. I don't know if it's going <laughs> to grow back. <laughs> but, but I definitely believe in that. And that actually is like quantum physics, right? Like that's like, the way that your mind interacts with other things and mm-hmm. like um, the law of attraction too. and yeah. everything as well. Yeah. So it's, I, yeah, I really believe in it. And I've heard some insane stories that people have put themselves into remission and. But like you're walking the line of like, yeah, psycho being a psychopath. Basically. Yeah. Cause like a little bit, you kind yeah, of, you kind of have to kinda be a little bit a little delusional. Bit. You have to be a little, little nuts. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, really risky. <laughs> and like, I've yeah. even heard as far as to go as like creating your own luck. 
Like there was this woman, I can't remember mm-hmm. her name, but she won every single contest that she entered. She won a house for her kids. She, she would ask her kids, what do you want this week? And she would go and enter a contest for it and win it every single time. It's unbelievable. She's like an elder lady now and she does interviews on it and everything. Wow. So it's like, mm-hmm. how far can your mind go? You yeah. know what I mean? And we know nothing about it too. Like if anybody says with certainty, no, I know that this is how we work and this is how whatever... I don't believe you. Yeah. Because we don't know. Yeah. I feel like people back then, in older times, I think the, the information was, was there like in, in ancient civilizations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was probably some information about it. Yeah. you look at things like the pyramids and how they were built, the theories on how, they're, you know, how they did it. Yeah. These were advanced civilizations, right? So what else did they know? And then mm-hmm. that information has been lost, destroyed, oh, or, yeah. or kept from people. So now the only information that we really know is whatever you know you kind of you have to you have to do it yourself you have to find out yourself or you have, you're googling it and yeah. google's going to give you a very everybody has access to you know, google everybody can yeah. upload anything so anybody can right. say anything remember right. what they told us about yeah. wikipedia when we were yeah. kids in school oh, yeah. trust but like, <laughs> even even censorship and stuff yeah like right. that's really also what i think is present on google and stuff like that so it's it's such a guessing game yeah um but about the pyramids i had this thought the other day about ancient technology and stuff. Right. And someone said that if today our civilization was wiped out and there was something that wiped out all of technology, we would lose years of civilization yeah. because it's all on technology. Yeah. So I, what if... I just had this conversation the other day with my mom. Yeah, it's Right, crazy. talking about how my mom, she pulled out a box and she had all these pictures from her childhood all the way up to the 90s. Right. And then you get to the 90s, like late 90s, and then the pictures stop. Yeah. My brother was born in 2000. <laughs> his entire childhood, basically, and then all of my teen years and my like later childhood, and then all the way to the present day, completely digital. Mm-hmm. There, I haven't held a physical copy of a picture of myself from yeah. older than seven years old. I know. Like, it's crazy. What the heck? Yeah. So if that were to be wiped out, you wouldn't even exist or your brother wouldn't even exist you know Literally, like yeah, two like, other people who yeah. are trying to figure out what's going on right yeah it's insane yeah so 100 years down the road right yeah. things like those Everything things is gonna like be... that gets wiped out yeah but i feel like yes and no too because let's be honest look at the people who lived in a time before photo- photography like we still know mean? they were here and like yeah, yeah. with they left writings and you yeah, know yeah that's with, true that's true you know. there there are things that we have that people will be able to fine yeah but like you're right though if like technology if we had like a what's one of those things that could happen like a solar storm yeah Yeah. solar storm wiped everything out yeah then like they would find the the actual device but would they be able to get on it would they be able to figure it out or even access those old files that were on them Mm -hmm. you know how long does it go like cassettes they talked about back in the 80s when cassettes were new and we're like this would be the new revolutionary (laughs) way we're like you ever put a cassette in the cassette player recently it fucking (laughs) It's been demagnetized. There's nothing on it. Like it's. It's funny you say that. I watched a commercial the other day of a Sony Walkman. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. And it, it, to us, it's like it seems like nothing. But I just I tried to put myself in that time. That's you know revolutionary. Listening to that commercial, it's like what the mobile fuck? music? Yeah. Wow! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's nuts. Like, it's a goal somewhere to listen to music. Now you can walk around with it. Yeah, literally. Absolutely. And to us, we're spoiled, right? Yeah, I Don't know. Appreciate Bluetooth like in the car. <laughs> I know. Who needs radio? 
That's too funny. But you mentioned something, and I yeah. wrote it down, and I was excited because I kept this from you. I wanted to surprise you, okay. but then you went and said it. Thoughts on seasonal eating and local indigenous eating. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. Because I, I don't know. I've been looking into it more and more and stuff, and I'm really sad with the whole way that like this country specifically and a lot of mm-hmm. other places have treated indigenous communities. Mm-hmm. There are so many foods that grow indigenous to Ontario Locally. that are like so good for you, yeah. and if you ate them in season, living on this land... You would like, you would thrive. Oh, yeah. And a lot of that shit is lost. That knowledge is lost because we wiped it out. Yeah. The, the natives. But what do you think about that stuff? I, yeah. I, I know we're rediscovering it a little bit. It's super important. And like, it's not only that, it has to do with like your blood type and everything. Like certain blood type works well with digesting protein and certain blood type works well with digesting sugars. Yeah. So it really goes down to cellular stuff. But if you're looking at locally grown, you know that you were born into... That well, ecosystem. let's say, yeah, that ecosystem, that yeah. climate. Yeah. So you're meant to have higher sugars in the summer. That's why people crave fruit and right. stuff like that. Right. Um, versus like hardier root vegetables in the winter. That's why it's soup season. And yeah. so, you know, there's 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 some meaning behind the madness there. So, in terms of like, do you eat meat for just to meat? start? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like. I don't really know much about seasonal eating because like, mm-hmm. to me, seasonal eating is like, oh, vegetables grow and we can harvest them in like fucking yeah. October. So you're going to eat your fruits and vegetables in the spring, summer and fall. Mm-hmm. And then in the wintertime when it's cold, like you said, root vegetables and then predominantly meat. Mm-hmm. Is that what they mean by seasonal eating? To my understanding, yeah. Yeah. For here, yeah. Stuff that can last you throughout the winter is going to be like potatoes and onions and stuff like that. Yeah. And meat. Yeah. Yeah. And... Not that I eat like that. I honestly, yeah. I try and eat vegetables. <laughs> I try and eat fruits. I love fruits. Yeah. Like nobody's perfect, but in an ideal world, that would probably be your best bet at staying as healthy as possible. Do you grow your own stuff at all? Do you do any gardening? Do yeah. What kind of stuff do you like to grow? Oh my gosh, everything. So we got into garlic last year and you're supposed to plant garlic in the winter. Oh really? Like before winter hits and then it, yeah. And so oh. it's just sprouting now and we have some onions. We've got like radishes mm. and arugula, kale, all the stuff to, that we need to make a salad. Yeah. Cucumbers and like. You just have it yeah. set up in like the backyard and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And we go out and we pick salads for dinner. And it's wow. honestly the most amazing feeling. That's probably a super cool experience it too. It is the best experience. I I'm telling you. And we have chickens it. too. So like we go oh, and really? get chickens. Yeah. We get eggs every day and like. That's so incredible. You, it's cool. Do you use a chicken for meat as well or just, just eggs? We tried meat birds. Because yeah. they're actually a different breed. Yeah. They're genetically yeah. modified. Yeah. And we didn't like it. Like, we yeah. have the meat and everything, and it's fine, but I love animals. Yeah. <laughs> it's some hard. people have a hard time with it. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It is hard. Especially when you have the intimate connection with the animals yeah, you've raised like, and you yeah. give them a name, and you're like, fuck, I gotta eat you now. No, it's so sad. <laughs> it's really sad. But I went through it. Like, I was there for the whole experience. I was there. As gruesome as it sounds, like I was there for slaughter. I was there yeah. for all of it. Well, you should, right? Like, I mean, a lot of people say that. It. It's yeah, exactly. Respect for the whole yeah. process because you, you know, yeah, it's and an intimate thing. Yeah, it is. It was a, definitely an experience that I will never forget, but yeah. probably never do again. Fair enough. At least you did it, though. <laughs> I know. Nobody yeah, can take that away from you. We had to try it, but yeah. it was tough. Yeah. So then, on uh, the conversation of raising your meat and byproducts, mm-hmm. let's go to milk. Okay, let's do it. That's a big one. Yeah, yeah I, that is a big one. I the only thing I have to add to this one, I, I'm really just going to be listening. But homogenized milk versus raw milk, because people make the argument about how bad milk is for you, and I can understand it from the point of homogenized milk, mm-hmm. where you're taking milk from all these dairy farmers and you're mixing it into one vat, and then that's what's being dispersed to everybody. So it's the same cultures in every box of or yeah. bag right. of milk. But in raw milk, 
which is illegal to sell. Which is what makes me love it, to be quite honest right? with you. Yeah, that's Not that can, I love yeah. milk, but yeah. that's, yeah, that's where I go. But people have died from drinking raw milk. It happens quite frequently. I don't think she's going to agree with you. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I have like a totally separate opinion why? on milk. Well, why do people die from drinking raw well, milk? Well, so that's what? the thing. So raw milk is basically just, it's, there's no filtration to it. There's right. no anything like that. So okay. all the cultures that are in the milk of that cow on that farm is in this jar of milk right and if you have no fucking what's the word i'm looking for immunity i guess to Enzymes, certain, yeah, like, yeah yeah then it can i mean some especially in kids it can fuck you up okay okay so that's where i'm gonna say after the age of i think it's three we do not have enzymes to digest milk period at mm. all so um every animal on earth we are the only species that drinks another animal's milk doesn't exist anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Like you wouldn't see a goat drinking from a cow's udder. You know what I mean? Just doesn't make sense. So at least naturally. At least naturally, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> okay. But um, but if you were, yeah. So I just don't agree with milk at all. Right. I don't think that we have the enzymes to digest it. I don't think that it's good for you. And I think that a lot of issues come from milk. And people drinking milk have probably some symptoms that they don't know is related stomach mm -hmm. issues and bloating and like even as far as skin issues eczema and stuff like that mm. can definitely be linked um but if you're gonna drink milk i would say raw milk is the way to go yeah um but even homogenized milk has bleach it has oh, yeah. pus it has yeah. disease because you look at how these animals are kept and they cut off the tumor before they slaughter this cow and sell it to you. So it's like the standards that they live at is right. quite atrocious and you're drinking that byproduct. So like a cow will, if it has a baby and it's going to produce milk for the baby, it will pretty much analyze its surroundings and produce the right vitamins, mm -hmm. the right enzymes. Humans that, that do that too. Humans do right. that too. Yeah. yeah. You ever see and like examples of that? breast milk. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Right. So you're drinking what's meant for that cow. You're not in that environment. Yeah. You, you don't have the enzymes for it. So I just don't think it does anything for us. That makes okay. Sense. And you mentioned that 36 month period. So would you, would you say that it's healthy for a baby within the first 36 months to drink milk no. or no? Human milk. Just just, just milk from milk. the mother. Yeah. And I that's would, it. Yeah. That's not milk from a cow. No. Okay. I don't. If you're going to give a baby milk, goat's milk apparently has more similar enzymes to human. Okay. But cow is just like, we're doing nothing. We're, okay. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I, have a, I have a funny, you know, personal story to this. So I have a family member who had arthritis from a very young age, always been a, a milk lover, drinker since a very young age. Always believed it was good for you because back then, milk was, milk was good for you. You know, mm -hmm. that's what, that's what was, you know. The norm. Uh, pushed, and that was the norm, right? And, um, yeah, I mean, he, he's been drinking milk ever since, you know. The arthritis has not gotten better. Hmm. So, you know, which it, what, whether you want to say it's related or not, whatever, but, um, yeah, he believes now that the reason why people are coming out and saying that milk is bad for you is because, really, it's good for you, and it's kind of, they're just trying to push people away from it to make people unhealthy, like, I get you know? that. So it, that it, it, it alone, is a conspiracy theory, right? Because, and it's also been instilled in his brain. I mean, he grew up with the mentality of milk's good for you. Now, all of a sudden, 30 years later, 
Yeah. These now milk's are, bad for you. Yeah. A trend happens with being vegan and now oat milk is like. Now oat milk yeah. is supposed to be better. And it's like, yeah. I, how do you feel about oat milk? I don't know. I, I just think that people are bored. <laughs> <laughs> I think that people are bored <laughs> and they want something to do. So they create something else that they think will be profitable. So right. then what about people like. There are two, like, specifically, like, cultures in the world that I know of that, like, mm-hmm. milk is, like, a big part of their, like, diet and mm-hmm. has been for s- s- millennia, mm-hmm. basically. The Dinka, which is, like, a nomadic herdsman clan in Sudan. Cool. And then the Mongolians right. are, like, really known for know their, their use of milk, like, all the way back for, like, before Genghis Khan era. Wow. So what about cultures like that where, you know, I feel like the enzymes would continue yeah. beyond three and then at that point... These are two populations that have like some of like the best, you know, Life health scores, right? Yeah. yeah. In terms of, and they live more natural lifestyles. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that though? I think they definitely have a better chance at having the enzymes needed to digest because, like, we do evolve. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. From generation to generation. So, if it's gone back and they, they're probably drinking it raw. Like they're probably getting it from the cow and. And that's it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they probably do fine. And everybody has different tolerance, too, to everything. Like, you know smokers who have been smoking, like my aunt. She's been smoking since she was 14. Yeah. And so far, so good. But then there's some people who get affected from it right off the bat. Yeah, right. So, yeah, that's a tough one. I think everybody's different. So then in a culture like Canada, like especially in the GTA, Mm -hmm. where we're all kind of like mixed bag. We're all products Mm -hmm. of like immigrants from all over the world. How do you, how do you maximize health benefits for people when there are so many differences? Mm. That's a tough one too. So I think that going down to something that you can't argue with, which is like your blood type, I think that's where I would start is learn yeah. about your blood type and what agrees with you. And there's other things too that you can do like testing. So I'm just speaking off of yeah, experience. Yeah. Like yeah. my dad and his girlfriend, who's a... Um, dietitian like Mm -hmm. a natural dietitian they work together and they do certain treatments and tests so you can do like live blood and you can actually see what is going on in a drop of your blood and compare it to the rest of your body and when you go and get your blood taken at like doctor's office they don't do live blood they actually separate out like the plasma the red blood cells the white blood cells and they count them so this is actually seeing how they interact alive in real time. Uh. Yeah, and you get to see, okay, you have a lot of white blood cells. You're obviously fighting something. Or you have no white blood cells. Something's wrong. You're not processing things correctly. Right. So you get to make a lot of diagnosis on you specifically instead of going, oh, you know, you're Mexican, so you should have this. Right. Or, you know what I mean? That's yeah. too general. Right, right, right. Yeah. That makes sense. No. Yeah, that's where I would start, probably. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. What do you got written there? <laughs> I'm excited to hear some. I'm rhyming off all the things on my yeah, list. No, I'm listen, done, well, one like, thing I wanted to go into further was um, was 5G because that's something that was kind of recent. Mm-hmm. It kind of, I mean, I don't know when it was released, around 2020. I remember it was the same time as COVID, you know, the heights of COVID, yeah. right? So people were freaking about COVID and then 5G was also coming in. There were so many conspiracy theories on that. You hear so many things mm-hmm. and then it kind of, some things sound like they make sense, but you don't really know what to believe, I feel like, at one point. You hear so much shit from so many different types of people. Yeah. Some of the professionals, yeah. some of them are quacks online, mm-hmm. some of them are, like, it, it, it really varies. The credibility gets drowned out. 100%. 100%. It's annoying. And question, like, too, you know, yeah. like, even though you have a doctorate, do I believe you? Well, it's, I think it's good to question always, but, yeah. like, there are certain things, like, I do think, like, 
I always say, you know, the scientific method, the way it's designed and stuff is that like it's, it's pretty exclusionary and, you know, it benefits the elites and the people who are in control mm-hmm. of it. But at the same time, there are things that, like, you can trust science for. Like, yeah. You know what I oh mean? Oh, my like, gosh. Yeah. That's something that I wanted to say, too, coming on here is, like, I knew that I was going to talk a lot about holistic and yeah. stuff like that. And I personally, I do frown upon most, like, pharmaceuticals and, and standard treatments. But at the end of the day, it does save some lives yeah. and some people need it. And I'm... Yeah, I'm totally. You was, do whatever is good for you. Right. That was that was gonna be one of my questions. I was like, yeah. what are your what is your take on like Western medicine treatments that you know works like by and large for most of the people that it tends to treat? Like, what's like an example? What? Give like, me an example. High blood pressure management, for instance. Okay, so. And and that's pretty pharmaceutically reliant. No, it's not. Man- well, here no, it is. No, no, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying Western medicine oh, like is like, here. yeah, they, okay, they yeah, utilize big pharma mm-hmm. to treat high blood pressure. Yeah. And by and large, it does do, mm-hmm. it does do the job that it right. says it's going to do. Right. And so, so I think that. <laughs> you know when she starts <laughs> laughing? Before, when she starts laughing before yeah. she like giggles, you know no, something's going. Yeah. I think that like, I think that people really get confused. Okay. So yes, you take an Advil, it takes your headache away. It works. Mm. Does it affect your liver? Yes. Does it give you other issues that you don't know about? Yes. So when you say people take it and it works, yes, it works for that specific reason. But does it give you 10 other issues? Probably. Right. So and another thing, too, is like there are very natural ways at leveling out your blood pressure and blood sugar and all of these different things. And the, the only thing that pushes me towards pharmaceuticals ever is if there's a time limit. Oh, I Natural see. usually takes longer. Yeah. Like, point yeah. blank. You're healing things. It may not target that directly first. Mm-hmm. It may target the other things that are causing that issue. So, a lot of people will start on, like, the holistic path and then go, well, it's taking too long. You know, I still have these effects. So, I don't think that... I think that the convenience of it is really what is the being pushed. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, it's funny you say that because... Again, this is a conversation I had last night at this bonfire. Um, The holistic approach, like you said, it Mm -hmm. takes a little longer and stuff like that. I feel like also a lot of people are are very close-minded to it. So when they go and they're willing to take a chance Mm -hmm. on holistic, they're already in a desperate situation. Yes. A hundred percent. Oh, my gosh. That is the truth. Absolutely. Especially cancer, for instance. Especially cancer. And that's where I have the experiences. Like you see people who come and they're like, there's nothing else working for me. Let's let's give this a go. A go. Mm. But everybody nowadays has the mentality of what can I take? What can I take? Yeah. 99% of the time, yeah. it's what can I take away? What am I doing that's harming me? What can mm. I take away from what I'm doing? So, yeah, people are just... A lot of these harmful things are built. I don't think anyone thinks like that. I I I think when someone has an issue, it's exactly like what you said. It's what can I take? Yes. Not okay. What can I change? Mm -hmm. Obviously, what I'm doing is is creating this illness. What can I do differently? It's but these things are they're built into our creature comforts. Yeah. And people don't want to give up the stuff that make life easy. Well, Mm -hmm. it's also it seems like a little bit of brainwashing, or it's you run to your run to your closest pharmacy and make sure you get your even like the brain. Oh, sorry. To, no, no, no. Go, go, you, go. This morning on the news, I took a picture of it because I was going to bring it up today. On the news, in BC, the provincial government was going to allow pharmacists to give out prescriptions for birth control. Pharmacists. 
So you can go to your shoppers, having never visited a doctor, chat with a pharmacist, and get hormone-inducing or blocking oh my God. How do you feel birth about birth control? control? Oh, my God. I fucking hate birth control. Shocker. I think that it's... Yeah, fuck. Well, I guess <laughs> guess we're here, but... No, not in terms of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, not in terms of that. It's just... Oh, okay. it's, it's, I get it. It is the it. most unnatural thing I feel 100%. like you can do... You, you, you can consume in your body, honest to God. Yes, I, yeah, like, how it. fucking... It's it think about what so you're really doing. It's fucking scary. Or have what about? You, yeah. Have you ever been on it? No. Never, never tried never it. Never in my once? life. No. Right. Um, but my sister has and stuff yeah, like right. that. So okay. It's very common. It's super common. Yeah. And birth control not only affects you terribly. When you pee, it goes into the water sources, mm-hmm. and yeah, and uh. it doesn't get filtered out. So now we have this huge issue with estrogen, and there's a movie out. It's called like. I think it's called the disappearing male, and this it's is what Nick literally been talking about. It yes. is literally all related. Like, I don't want to get too into it, but I strongly believe that the rates of homosexuals are linked to the amount of estrogen that people are getting, and oh. especially in in um, in pregnancies. Mm-hmm. So it does affect their mind and. Like, not saying that that's bad or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Just saying that that's what I've learned. And well, We've yeah. talked about this in the last episode. We were saying the stat that it was something like men today have a lower testosterone rate by up to 70%. Yes, it's Than, like, insane. even our parents, like our dads. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have women, though, also having increased issues with uh, fertility. So yeah. it's, it's, it's both sides. It's both sides. Right. 100%. It's both right. sides. And, like, you look at... Like, I see these videos online. Oh, kids in, in high school in, like, the 90s and all that stuff. And they look grown. They look grown. Yeah. And you look at kids in high school right now, and they are little kids. Like, they're they're little kids. So, it's obviously, it has an impact on people. Mm-hmm. And it's in everything. Like, chicken is pumped full of estrogen. And, yeah, it definitely has an effect. Mostly on males, but yeah. there is things that affect females as well. For sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we were pumping fucking testosterone into everything, I mean, we'd have some pretty burly women walking around, yeah. right? So yeah. That's the thing. It's, 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 it's a, I don't want to say it's a conspiracy theory, but I mean, it's, it, it is out there, yeah. you know, Definitely, implying yeah. that, yeah, I mean, men have higher estrogen levels, which I'm, I'm sure you can research that yourself and you can probably find that out. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of now where that leads to, in terms of, let's say, the increase of homosexuals, that gets a little bit. Touchy. Not it, touchy. It's very, yeah, very that that's sticky. where it gets like it's okay. There's a lot of things you got to look at in terms yes. of that, right? 100%. But it could be connected. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. It's not confirmed, but no. like it's definitely could be connected, right? It's just like honestly, I watched this one interview and he showed the stats of um, specific types of vaccines as well uh, that you get when you're a child that has, I believe it's pieces of female so like dna from a female Mm -hmm. that gets put into this that increases um estrogen and so it makes men want to be females as well so that that rate of transgenders also increases with that rate of things like and it's hard to say that because it's such a touchy subject i know it opens you up to a lot of fucking backlash and i have nothing against any of that stuff like yeah so it's touchy. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. It would no, definitely be con- deemed right now as a conspiracy theory. A hundred percent. And then the reason why you don't hear much about it is because if you're following the conspiracy theory route, you would say, okay, well, the people that are leading that cause and leading like that are creating that, let's say, are the ones that 
you know, do or do own the larger corporations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Who yeah. are now doing that to people who and own who own the media, yeah. who own to the the government uh, to an extent, right? Mm-hmm. So then it's how are you going to find out that information when they. Google, you're not going to find that. Key. It is under lock and key. Yeah. It's, you know. And the narrative has been framed too. Like, so for instance, homosexuality, you know, it's been framed that it's, there's nothing wrong with it. So don't ask any questions. Yeah, exactly. Like, or if you, you do, why are we supposed to ask do, questions? you're homophobic. Yeah. You're instantly labeled. We're, we're supposed to ask questions about everything 100%. except for this, this one thing. Doesn't yeah. that seem a little, you know. A little the, you know weird, what? yeah. I, I, in terms of homosexuals, I have no issue with that. Mm-hmm. But, I, I, and I'm not saying this is an issue. But don't you think that the, le- the the amount of homosexuals are increasing? Yes. And now, whether they, whether you think that's an issue or not, that's your opinion. Whatever. Yeah. I think. But a, don't you think that? Look it, at the numbers. Like, would you say yes or no? Numbers. Is absolutely. it increasing? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Why? Yes. So there's there's two things I would say. But like before, I would have said there was one thing, and I would have said, oh, it's you know, it's more socially acceptable, so people Ex- are just more willing to. Mm-hmm. I've but heard that as well. This this brings up a whole new avenue of not even answers, but just questions. Yeah, questions. Right? And I think you should be asking it. Look, here's a real conspiracy theory saying that fucking the earth is flat. That is the flat out conspiracy mm-hmm. theory. Oh, but fuck. what we're talking yeah. about is we're talking about our food yeah. and how it's altering us. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's I think it's good to ask. It's important to be asking questions. I think right. you definitely have the right to ask questions. Yeah. And if somebody says no, like just sit down and shut up and listen to what I'm telling you. Run. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. you should not be listening to that. But it, it's scary, though, because food, we're literally our food is what turns into us right Mm -hmm. so like if there are so many questions around our food Mm -hmm. and nobody knows where to go for the real truth what do you do if you just want to be the regular person who's just kind of like i'm gonna like unplug from all this shit how do you go and find your own stuff because where do you start well there's that famous saying like you are where you eat and then Mm -hmm. then you research a little bit about like like gut health yeah and then i I, I read about everything yeah 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 Yeah. I think that, well, so what I've heard is 100% of disease starts in your gut. Yeah. 100%. I've heard this too. Okay. And there's definitely a link. Yeah, your second brain. There's yeah. definitely a link between your brain and your gut. Yeah. And there's so much evidence on like. So much evidence. Not only holistic yeah. side, but even Western medicine. Microbiome. Said it. They were like, like, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah no, is, no. They yeah. fully admit it's yeah. not It's not like theory. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not a conspiracy. Yeah. It's fact. Yeah. Yeah. And like one thing that surprised me is 90% of your serotonin is stored in your gut. So serotonin is like the happy chemical in your mm-hmm. brain. Right. That's stored in your gut. That gets unlocked when you eat certain foods. I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's scary though because there really isn't anywhere you can go to kind of get the truth. If and I... Like, sorry. Oh, no worries. <laughs> sorry. Go, go. go. I'm, yeah. If, so you were mentioning like where would you go to try and yeah. unplug and like do your own thing if that's what you wanted. I would start somewhere where I could create my own food source, yeah. grow my own food, yeah. somewhere warm. And just start there. Does it have to be warm though? Because look at like no. indigenous people. They lived here for so long and they were doing just fine in the cold. That it's more difficult. It's it more is. difficult. Yeah, for sure. And it's yeah. like, if you're, okay, so how conspiracy are we talking? Are we talking like doomsday, end of the world? Like you want to unplug and If it goes whatever? there, it goes there. But I'm talking yeah. about even like homesteading. So yeah. like, yeah, it's a very especially big in Ontario. I was yeah. watching homesteaders that are from Southern Ontario. I was talking yeah. to Alex about it before the show. Mm-hmm. But one of the things they do is, yeah, okay, in the summer months, you have your outdoor garden. Mm-hmm. Um, or your food forest, they call it. Mm-hmm. But in the wintertime, especially in Canada, you're fucked. No matter what you're trying yeah. to grow. Right. Everything freezes solid. Yeah. You have freaking temperatures of up to, or as low as minus 40 sometimes. Yeah. So they have greenhouses. Mm-hmm. But people have fucking issues with the greenhouses too. 
Especially when you have to get like we don't get a lot of sunlight in the winter time, so you have to get those UV lamps and stuff, yeah. and then that's a whole other friggin' ballpark. That's why I said warm, like yeah. warm climate, because you know that no matter what, you can grow your own food, you can have your own food source. Right. Yeah. If you're in the winter and you're somewhere, your best bet is just to have a good storage system, like grow what you can throughout the summer, and then try and just like plan. preserve, and preserve, stuff. yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, then it's a question of like, how should we be living? Should we be living like birds that fly south for the summer, or fly <laughs> south in the winter? Yeah, no man. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the snowbirds of Canada. Live somewhere yeah. like here for six months of the year. Yeah, and then, and then go to Florida or whatever it is they do. You dip down south in the winter. But then it's like, <laughs> what's the point in coming back here? you know what i mean like just go go somewhere warm but there is no like i don't know there i don't think there is an answer to how are we supposed to live Mm -hmm. you have like v like all these different trends and fads that are going on right now you vegan keto carnivore Mm -hmm. like all these different things right you don't know you know it's really tough to make a decision on what is the best or what is good right so Yeah. yeah so then do you think people should be and I mean, obviously, with healthcare and like insurance and stuff, maybe going to a naturopath it might not be the most accessible thing. But do you think everybody should at least book one appointment with a naturopath and kind of mm-hmm. assess your shit? Like you're saying, this tailored to individuals. Yes. Would that be a smart way to? Yes, yes. There are tests that they can do that you can't argue with. You know what I mean? Like, like everybody. What's an thinks example? Live cell. Oh yeah, okay, you look. Yeah, yeah. You can see it with your own eyes. You can do like hair analysis, and it yeah. literally comes out of your head, and it explains things. You're like, oh, I never realized I had an allergy or sensitivity to that. Maybe that's why I have inflammation. Maybe that's why I have arthritis, mm-hmm. which is inflammation. Maybe that's why I have all of these things. Like my dad, he's doing um, lion diet, right? Which is it's beef, lamb. He actually does pork too. He does some bacon, but high fats, yeah. salt, and water, pretty much. Hmm. He's kind of doing a hybrid between carnivore and lion, but for the most part, it's steaks, high fat, salt, water. And apparently, that is supposed to help with autoimmune diseases. It brings down inflammation completely, right. and it's the only diet, they say, um, that you don't need supplements for. Like with vegans, really? they need to supplement protein. They need to supplement certain things. Yeah, right. This you don't. And you think like... So where are you, where are you supposed to be getting the minerals and stuff yeah. from? So minerals is salt. Like you need... Well, we use Himalayan salt. Right. So that's like high, high, high in minerals. Mm-hmm. You've got to be loading up on salt. But things like vitamins, you're like, well, where are you going to get like vitamin C and things like that? They have... Meat has trace amounts of vitamin... Of, um, yeah, vitamins. Especially if it's a herbivore. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. And you you don't require as much when you're not inflamed and when you don't have to focus solely on digestion and stuff like that. Mm. And another point that I heard that really confuses me is um, this one guy, he has a book. It's called Plants Are Trying to Kill You. And when he explains one aspect of it, it really throws me off because I just don't even, I don't even know where to go from there. Plants have no defense mechanism, right? So they create their own. Mm-hmm. They have certain liquids or hairs or things like that that will harm the animal if it tries to eat them. Pepper. And the oil and pepper. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Like there's, there's so many things. Yeah. So you think, okay, animals, they can run away, right? That's their defense mechanism. Yeah, yeah. But if you're eating these plants that are trying to harm you for eating them, which is just, it's a part of life. Yeah. That's what things do. Yeah. Is it harming you? See, that's interesting because mm. 
I don't know. One of the ways that like, okay, for fungus, for instance, mm-hmm. like mushrooms and stuff. Yeah. In terms of like their genetic makeup and whatever, they're like their own thing. And Completely. it's really weird when vegans talk about, oh, you need to eat mushrooms and stuff. I'm like, technically, you're not eating a vegan diet then because mushrooms, fungi don't count as, as vegetables. And fungi are the things that eat meat. Yeah. So like when you die and you're rotting in the ground, it's oh, yeah. fungi that eat you yeah. and then they feed the, the grass that grows on top of you. So like that's how it, that fits into the whole cycle of things. But how is it safe to, it, why is it safe to eat something that can eat you? Like it's sort of eat or yeah. be eaten and it's like yeah. a weird sort know. of exchange there and like what's safe, what's not? That's it's an interesting tough. thought. Yeah. It is. Because well, vegetables are not framed that way. Plants, no. no plant is framed as like, unless they're like, this is poisonous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, nobody ever says to you, oh, don't eat this plant because that's not good for you. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I've never heard that. Well, vegans, I, I find when I talk to a lot of them, half of them like will eat eggs mm-hmm. and then the other half won't eat eggs. Well, that's, mm-hmm. so that's vegetarian and then vegan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Some, know, but some vegans like... I don't know. I feel like everybody in certain diets will like bend the rules a little bit. They're of like, course. oh, it's this like is like whatever, still whatever works for them. As you yeah. should. So yeah. In terms of in terms of vegans, so now when you're growing plants, like what's the one of the main things you need to grow a plant in the soil? Like what's in the soil there? You need nitrogen and phosphorus, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And manure. Yeah. Yeah. Which comes from an animal. Yeah. Which but, is growing your plant. So then, okay, now <laughs> it's like okay, how like. Well, so yeah. why do people not talk, speak She's about that? She's got pet chickens, and she just mm-hmm. mentioned how she doesn't like to eat them. Right. The actual chicken can eat right. the eggs. Okay. But that, okay, so you have pet chickens, and okay. they'll go. Actually, pet chickens, if they were free range in your garden, that's like one of the best natural one pesticides, right? Yes. Because they'll eat the little things that'll harm your plant. Absolutely. Yeah. And then they poop in the grass, and that just enriches the soil with those mm-hmm. nitrogen and, pho- and For phosphorus, sure. right? For sure. Also, so, like old farmers, they know that you can plant certain flowers or other plants that will ward off the bugs that are native to that area. Yeah. Like my neighbor, he's 95 and he is a farmer and he gets out there every single day. He has chickens. He has like three acres of plants Mm -hmm. and he's the most incredible person I've ever met. Like he is so sound. He is so mentally in tune with like the He's 95. Like, so, and it's, I think it all has to do with just the knowledge that he has and how far back it goes. And, Yeah, it's really incredible. Well, see, that's it's one of the things though we we talk about kind of a lot, pretty often on this show, is like those skills and stuff like that. If we if we don't have people constantly doing it, we're gonna lose that information. We talk about like the yeah. pyramids. Oh, I wonder how we they did it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like the information was lost. We don't we don't really know. It's right. lost. We can yeah. assume, but yeah. they still say it. Like we don't know. Same thing yeah. could happen to us with such simple things like growing your own food. Yes. And then what happens when you have to reinvent the wheel? With all you have left, you don't have heirlooms anymore. You just have these GMO seeds. Well, that's, I mean, 20 years down the line, it kind of looks like that's where yes. it's heading, it seems which is, yeah. you know, kind of, which is a bit scary, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's definitely you know. not far off because yeah. the, the, the most valuable information I got about planting was from him. Right. And you can't look this stuff up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Somebody knows this and that's Somebody it. Somebody knows that's the it. Only thing we have. And they're not going to pass it on to somebody and yeah. that's going to be it. We're never going to know. Same thing with our recipes and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like your grandmother's yes. recipe. Only she knows that. Yeah. Right. And she got that from her grandma. Like yeah. good luck getting that information from anybody else. Yeah. It, it's but. funny because I know how, you you know, pets are friends and everything now, which <laughs> I agree with. I have a pet myself. 50 years ago, my grandmother lived in a small village in Greece where not a lot of food, mm-hmm. harsher conditions a little bit, yeah. tougher times, right? Compared to now where everything's easily accessible. Mm-hmm. Back then, 
there were no fucking friend. Yep. There were no friend no. pets. Food you, is food. You, you killed to survive. Yeah, but it's not yeah. to say I, I that like you that didn't they, love your animals. No, no, no right? first, yeah. absolutely. You know? and that's the thing. Absolutely, yeah. yeah like uh, if you get the chance to, right? If you treat them like pets, then you'll gain a love for them. But yeah. if you're in a situation like that, I know someone who. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I know someone who. She grew up in Greece in a little right. village as well, and right. she said it. We didn't have pet chickens; we had dinner. Like yeah. Yeah. it didn't exist <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. So I feel like it depends on the type of person too. Like yeah. no, you said I know. you have a hard time with the chickens. Oh my gosh! You name them, so yeah, you might I have to be them. that person. If you're keeping chickens for food, then mm-hmm. you're number three six four. Like, like right? yeah. okay, my, it's just de- it's de- definitely changed. Don't attach yeah. yourself. Right? Yeah. My cousin Carly, she yeah. is super natural. Whatever she got me into chickens. She has her own chickens. That is a pet. Like. Ours are, you know, they're, they give us eggs and we love them, yeah. but they're not like a dog or a cat. Yeah. She literally has a chicken that she operated on because it had a tumor and it had Whoa. to live in the house. Like she, yeah, like, and it follows her around. It calls for her when she leaves the room. It follows her around. It's please, like, please let us visit. <laughs> what is this chicken's name? Tell me it's a cool name. It's like, starts with a P. It's like Pep, Pip. Oh. Pep or Pip or okay, something. Yeah, yeah. But she has a bunch of them. And they literally... So now it's like bald on its neck and it's got this like... Scar. Yeah, this <laughs> scar. But I don't know. Like they have these personalities that you yeah. wouldn't have known. Yeah. And even turkeys. We have two turkeys. Turkey. They are dogs. <laughs> I swear to you, they are dogs. They bark when I leave. They bark when I come back. They follow me around. They are 100% dogs. Our podcast yeah, seriously, I'm not kidding. might have to go mobile for yeah, another episode. Yeah, seriously. Out, man. They're so cool. I actually oh, love funny. them. They're really cool. That, that is, is awesome. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. So would wow. you get into anything like, so you say your dad's on this lion diet now. Mm-hmm. Like, so he's on beef and lamb. Mm-hmm. Would you get into like growing like, your own lamb? If I had he? a farm, yeah. I would want a cow. Yeah. But right. I mean, I don't know. See, I would want a cow because they're so cool. They like, are wicked. They're, they're like big cool. giant dogs. Yeah, they're yeah. really cool. Yeah. Would I be able to kill it? No. And then no. when you kill it, there's a lot of resources there that yes. you gotta. You don't want to waste. We it. get Absolutely. cows. Yeah. Like we we buy instead of like going to the grocery store. Yeah, and a lot of people. We stock our this. freezer with like a cut up quarter cow or yeah. half cow yeah. from a Mennonite farmer. Yeah. So it's like all really good grass fed meat yeah. and no hormones right. and stuff like that. Right. Would I be able to do it myself? Definitely not. Like see, and they this have is, brains. Like, this is a skill I think that we all need to go look at. Like. Old school hunters. People mm-hmm. still hunt like this today. It's actually very admirable. Yeah, yeah. Old school hunters. And like even in Avatar. You ever see Avatar? Yeah. When they like shoot the animal with a bow and then they go and they like yeah. talk to it right yes. before they put it out of its misery. Yes. Yeah. Like that's sort of the relationship that we're supposed to have with the animals that a we eat. A healthy respect. Right. Yeah. Like, like you yeah. thank you for nourishing rules, me. But yeah, yeah, exactly. And like just know you're going into me yeah. and I'm going to go back into the ecosystem and, and around we go. And you're going to give it to somebody else. Exactly. Yes, yeah. 100%. Right? And if you do it like that, it gets a little easier. And I think that's yeah. skills that we need to know how to how to do. Yes. I right. definitely agree. Like you need to know how to do this stuff. And that's why we did the, the meat birds to begin with. It's yeah. like, I knew I would have an issue with it. I yeah. knew it would be really tough, but I learned so much. Like I now know like intimately the anatomy of a chicken. Yeah. I know exactly what's in there and how to cut one up and how to process it and preserve mm-hmm. and, and kill humanely, you know, humane, as, as crazy as that one. is. Yeah. Some people yeah. would say that killing at all is not humane, but it it's is, the life though. that we live. Yeah. Like whether you want to blind yourself and buy it from the grocery store and not know what they did yeah. to get that, or you want to do it yourself and respect the life, then 
you know? and, and it's not just animals, like the plants. You pick the fruit, you just killed it. That's yeah. a death sentence. Well, yeah. You're yeah. killing something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's funny because I watched this video of this farmer speaking, and he, you know, to grow all those, you know, fruits and vegetables and and beans and things like that. I mean, what do you think these farmers are doing when an animal comes onto the farm? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Do you think they're just they're saying, oh, they're, they're trying to scare them away no. and trying to say, oh, he, no. do you mind? They're fucking killing them. Yeah. They're yeah. killing them. Yeah. yeah. Whether you want to know everything. or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everything in their sight. Yeah. No, it's true. It's dead. They're it's dying. <laughs> and they're selling them mm-hmm. to people that are, you know, I, I understand the whole vegan movement. I, I, I get it. Right. But it comes down, you know, it like she said, you're, you're, you are deficient on yeah. mm-hmm. things after like and you will have to supplement that and that's another d- thing too like supplements yeah. as well like if i go to a store and i buy a jameson vitamin c why don't you just for, eat an orange for 12 bucks yeah i mean how is that the same thing as eating an orange do you think you think that's going to give you the same so you i know? think that that's touchy because in certain things i do think it's better like iron you're right. not supposed to supplement iron. Okay. Like there's so many on the market that you can buy, but you're yeah. not supposed to. Right. So I buy, I guess it's technically still a supplement, but it's from plants. They take the plants, they extract the actual element from something alive and put it into a drink. Okay. Whereas you're not getting like fortified irons and metals and stuff like that. And a lot of the supplement companies are being bought out too. Right. So Eliminate you never know. The, well, another thing I've also heard too about iron specifically is mm-hmm. that like, you're talking about iron that grows in vegetables. I'm pretty sure there's a protein missing from that iron where if you ate an animal and you got iron from an animal, like beef, for instance, right. there's that protein and we crave it. Like, you know mm-hmm. how you have a craving for yes, meat? Yes, yeah. Like, apparently it's that protein yeah. that's attached to iron that only comes from animals Definitely. that we crave. And then that's what your body holds on to, especially for women yes. who are, tend to be yes. more iron deficient. It's, it's, it's meat protein, mm-hmm. not vegetable iron. There's definitely differences. And like even back to the orange thing, like if you consume something that's alive or that was alive or that has that like earth's charge kind of thing, it's definitely going to be easier to metabolize. Your body's going to recognize it better instead of just putting this pill into your stomach and going, here's a a shitload of this. Like a quick shot. Exactly. Like this way. Like eating rocks a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like honestly, I, no, that's, you, that's what I read. It said yeah. it's like taking too many supplements mm-hmm. is the equivalent of eating rocks. Well, they say that you're, minerals you're, are in you're rocks. just gonna piss mm-hmm. it out anyway. Exactly. Most right of it you you're, do. You're if mostly you know. gonna piss well, it. Right? Okay, so that's a whole other thing too. Like part yeah. of being healthy is making sure that your body can um, consume. It can absorb. Meta- absorb. Right. Absorption. Yes, okay. that it can absorb the vitamins that you're putting in your body. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I remember that. I remember learning about that when I was a kid. You remember those Flintstone vitamins? Yeah. Those that was a fucking bomb. Mm, and they were like candy. So, so I'd eat two, three. And my mom was oh, like, yeah. just eat one a day. I'm like, yeah. why? It nope. tastes good. She goes, because no. the rest of them, you would just pee out. You're going to have do. very, very, very dark pee today. You watch. Sure enough, <laughs> you I went, watch. I went to school and I came home like, mom, I had very dark pee. And she was like, are the three extra vitamins you didn't need. And those were like, the oh. best. Those were the best. Yeah, they those were, were so second. good. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. What yeah. else you got on that list there? No, you know what? It's funny because... I, I think it's an interesting topic. I don't know who believes in it here, but um, you mentioned flat Earth. I knew you were gonna say that. I <laughs> knew you were gonna space. say that. Be careful, the Look door is open. Face. I can throw you over the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. I so I've heard theories. I'm sure you've heard theories. I'm all three of us I've have probably heard the theories of it. Many yeah. theories, right? Yes. What do you What do you personally believe in? Not believe. I mean, what do you What do you What do you think? What do you think about Honestly, the theories? You know, I've heard some stuff that would blow your mind 
Like, and I'm coming from a non-biased point, okay? Yeah. Like, I know people who strongly believe that the earth is flat. Right. And I know people, obviously, who strongly believe that it's round. Yeah. Right. And I've heard arguments that absolutely blew my mind. Yeah. Having said that, I've heard things that maybe don't make as much sense. Okay. So, and there's a lot of questions that are unanswered about the solar system and all that kind of stuff that's related. Right now, my standpoint is... Until I can see it, I don't fucking know. Interesting. I don't know. Mm. Like, I'm not just going to blindly believe something or blindly believe that it's round because somebody told me to believe that. Right. So, yeah. so what you're saying is Jeff Bezos needs to take you up in his dildo-shaped yeah, spaceship so that Let's you can go, look right back up. and see. Okay. <laughs> well, they say, you know, a lot of those photos from out there are done with the, uh, that lens. The fisheye, yeah. The fisheye well, yes. lens, And right? it's true because it's, for the thing know. about it, like, I love space. I love talking about space. Alex knows this. <laughs> satellites, they're not very high up. I don't know if no. you've ever sit out on like a nice night mm-hmm. at the cottage or something. And you can see satellites. Yeah. yeah, they're there. So they're very, very yeah. low in terms of... And think about how big the fucking planet yeah. is. So if you're taking pictures of the planet, you got to be pretty far away to go get a real oh, yeah. picture. Right. So these... these like Even the ISS, you can see it if it's overhead at nighttime, for instance. You can see the ISS from yeah. where you're on, on the ground. Mm-hmm. If they're taking a picture of the whole planet, they have to use a lens that can bend outward. Yes. So I understand the like skewing of the image and I understand how it's misleading and it gives you a false sense of the size and the scope and the this and the that. Right. But what I do know for certain, and again, you're right, who knows, who actually knows, <laughs> but I'm sorry, for me, it's, I'm, it's certain. Okay, so one question. The, yeah. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. You're going to say that the earth is round. Of course. One question. So yeah. just little things that maybe like question things and like, oh, maybe... Maybe I shouldn't believe everything that I've just been told. Yeah. So the space station, you know how long it takes them to get to the space station? The ISS? Yeah. Uh, I and believe... I'm not good with these. Like, I'm asking you because I honestly, I can't remember it. I think so. You can Google is it. it in, no, yeah, no. Is it including it. like them having to slow down and do the docking procedure? Or are you talking about everything. just like straight shot? No, getting there, landing. You know, yeah, we'll Google it. But stuff. I believe it's something like, it's like, it's like four or five hours, something like that. It's... How did they bring all of the material that they needed to build that in space yeah so it's the space actually can you google it because i'm I'm, I'm gonna that's a question that i've heard that i i don't know the answer to well this is so i love the chronology of this is the history i love to read about so i know quite a bit about it and it was done first of all it's an international initiative okay so like canada you ever heard of the canada arm yes it's like one of our pride and joys as a nation (laughs) so that's our like one of our contributions to the space station so Mm -hmm. this thing was designed and built in canada and it's just one little part and then what it was is back in the days, it was in the 80s, 70s, the 80s, they were using the space shuttle. You know, mm-hmm. the space shuttle in NASA? Yes. Like the very famous plane shape, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, it's basically a space cargo ship. And that did most of the heavy hauling of taking stuff up. Also, the Russians use a one, it's called the Soyuz, mm-hmm. um, which is their primary <laughs> rocket that we're using worldwide to get to the space station. Yeah. But now, now what's his name? Elon's got a new one. But anyways. Yeah, he doesn't So all. the Soyuz is basically another cargo ship. It's designed... It's a small portion designed for carrying humans, a large portion designed to carry equipment, and then it carries the fuel, the rocket boosters, yada, yada, yada. Do they carry it in multiple pieces? Yeah, it has to be done modually so because... they have cranes it's, and stuff? Yeah, so the, can- the Canada arm is, is a crane, basically. So it's, Which is on the ISS. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah Canada yeah. built okay. that. that was like, okay. We did it in the 80s. And so it was one of the first pieces sent up to the ISS, and then it's basically taking parts out of these 
transport ships yeah, essentially right. coming up bit by Putting bit. It together. And then the astronauts are literally trained before they go up for their mission. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, your job is going to be installing this specific portion. This is how it's going to be done. A lot of it is done by robots, but some things have to be done with human intervention. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what spacewalks, you know how spacewalks are always them working on this? Yeah. Because that's what they're right. doing. Right. So it's been built over a long period of time to be this hab, but it's taken efforts from the Chinese, the European Space Station, NASA, everybody, the Russians, mm-hmm. Canada, all of us, the whole world what has about, been taking place. What about the moon landing? See, the moon landing... And I want to hear your opinion on this after as well. Well, yeah. one, one thing I'll say before... Um, I believe, and this is because I was just curious, so I had to research it um, before, but um, in terms of like flat earth, it also kind of ties, it It ties in with, I believe like there's nothing past our orbit. Mm-hmm. So like the Mars rover, things like the Mars rover is fake. Like I'm saying that the Mars, no, no, I'm, oh, I'm oh. saying that's the belief. That's okay. not what I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're basically saying that everything that you see, that's, that's the ISS is the furthest we can go. That's basically what it's saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, right that's now it. that's true because it, we. Well, no, because the Mars rover is on Mars. The Mars rover, but it's a robot, though. No, so I know, but like, that, still. Oh, still. so you're saying we don't even have the capability of sending a robot? I'm saying they're saying far. they don't have the capability. Oh, capability that, of sending that, that far. yeah, that conspiracy <laughs> okay, <no>. is <laughs> yeah, is yeah, people yeah. thinking that nothing exists past right, our right, atmosphere. Right, right, right. That makes sense. Okay. Pretty By the much. way, it's six and it's six hours and three days. What? It's between six hours oh. and three days. Wow, on a good okay. day with no yeah. traffic, they're out there yeah. like... <laughs> on a good day, and the reason... <laughs> I think it's because it elliptically goes around the planet. Yeah, the, the reason gravity. is us here and... Yeah, uh, depending on... Okay. Yeah. The Earth's okay. gravitational pull is weak, which means a little power can take you a long way. Despite being relatively close, the ISS is traveling more than 17,000 oh, miles so per hour yeah. in a That's circular orbit yeah. around the Earth. Yeah. Anything, anything moving that fast, whether in space or on the ground, is going to be hard to catch. <laughs> Which is nuts if you think about it. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, we're, we literally sure. are just like, all right, let's buckle you people let's in. Or nothing. We're gonna literally like rocket launch you and hope for the best. Hopefully, you guys are good pilots, <laughs> and you're just playing catch up to this fucking thing that's few, few, few around the world. It's See, nuts. in terms of the moon landing, it just seems fucking wild to me. It, it seems really a little fucking wild does. To me too. I'm not saying it's argument. not real. It's wild. The reason and I've seen some stuff too. Yeah. like I'll, I'll tell you about it after. Okay. I think with the moon landing, there there's two facets to it. There's the, the technological part of it, which we know how fast technology can evolve. Look yeah. at our own lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. So I but think why technologically. Don't we have that technology? Well, first of all, technology, once it's developed, it's yeah. going to be used by the people who are at the higher end of society. Mm-hmm. Once they feel like there's something newer and better that mm-hmm. can give them that same power, then they'll let go of stuff and it trickles down to us. Mm-hmm. So, like, they talk about, look at Star Trek. The original Star Trek uh, sh- series came out in the 60s and they were using things like. They say they yes. credit it for the idea of the smartphone. That should happen 50 years before the, the first iPhone got into anyone's yeah. pocket. Right. Yeah. Right? But when you're talking about the moon, that, remember that the moon landings happened during a political period. 100%. Where the it amount so of political. resources being dumped into it were... It was literally a bottomless pit. They called mm-hmm. it the moon race, right? NASA, NASA mm-hmm. could literally be like, we and need Russia more money. Give us up, more right? money. And the president was like, no fucking problem. Just mm-hmm. beat the Russians. And the people yeah. died. So if you have... Also. Yeah. yeah. If you have money... And, endlessly you can do anything right so i think it was we went to the moon and i think it was a race i don't think they went to the moon fully prepared to do anything that actually mattered and i think that's why like it was really just we went too early so okay one one question another question that i have about that they made like a phone call the president to the person on the moon yeah how do we have that technology back then and how do we not have that technology now we do we do but we can't get back to the moon 
We, we, well, actually, we, we do. We just sent it. The problem with going to the moon is expensive. That's why. So if people are like, it's not worth it, no one's going to pay for it. But we just sent in November, Elon, on Elon's ship, mm-hmm. um, they're sending the first modules to, to build the hab on the moon because that's our next step. They want to do, because the moon is further out than us and it spins around, so they want to use it as a launching pad already in next to zero gravity to get to Mars. That's the idea. Because Earth's gravity, we have two things working against us. We have relatively strong gravity, mm-hmm. and then we have a very thick atmosphere. Yeah. So, I mean, just regular thermal, not thermodynamics, aerodynamics. You're fighting a lot of resistance to get out of the hold of Earth. Yeah. But once you're in space, you, you're using a fraction, a per, like a fraction of a percent you're of propelled. the fuel yeah. to propel you yeah. that same distance. Yeah. So, going long range in theory, would work with lower amounts of fuel if you're starting in a place that's already got weaker gravity and no atmosphere, i.e. the moon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? So it makes sense from a scientific point, but that's if you're buying that they're there and that they're round and that space is a big vacuum. But not everybody does, which is annoying. But (laughs) (laughs) I I still, I don't know. I still really, honestly, like, I wish I could... I wish I could regurgitate to you the things that I've heard in the way that they were explained to me. Mm -hmm. But I can't. So I don't know. I, I, I'm unsure. I'm unsure, really. I, I get the reluctancy not to believe because the average person, like the three of us here, mm-hmm. how much legitimate access do we have to real space? Yeah, exactly. So it's like... It's hard. You don't know. Yeah. And it's the same with like, you don't know what seed this is and where yeah. it came from and you don't know if planting it is going to eventually lead to you. And my opinion you know. on that could have been from just not trusting yeah. from the things that I have learned yeah. about what's going on here in Which, the day to day. That's where it comes from. It, yeah. Fear of the unknown is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. But like, especially today, there's yeah. nobody that you can go out and openly say, I trust this fully. I trust mm-hmm. what they're saying fully. Because everybody has got an ulterior motive, it yes. seems like. And a lot of it is money. So, you know, I understand it. But at even the same time... Even if it's time, not money. Even if it's like just a biased opinion. Yeah. Like you go and you ask somebody a question All in a completely unbiased... Yeah, yeah, like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You're looking for a, just an equal answer, but you don't get that from anybody because yeah. everybody has their own beliefs. I think a big thing these days with conspiracy theories is that people are so against government now. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so if someone's extremely against government, right? And then the government starts saying and all these things you start reading or is that... Like, for example, milk is bad for you. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to get the people that don't know anything, that might not do any research or whatever whatever the case is, they right? They just like the sound mm-hmm. of it. And they're, just, and they're yeah. just going to sit there and say, fuck the government. If they're I'll saying do you. this, I'm doing the opposite yeah. because I don't trust them at all, which rightfully so in a way because mm-hmm. if you asked people, have has the government ever lied? I don't think... Yeah. <laughs> anyone is going to say no. No, it's mm-hmm. true. And we, then the government is also telling you to do all these things, yeah. including you know, vaccines. So that's why it gets also really controversial with people and people just naturally rebel and will always just try and find B. Yeah. Government says A, you, find you will B. find you will find a group of people that are saying B no matter fucking what. And mm-hmm. I think that ties in with like flat earth yeah. and the moon and so then, all that. Right? So I question now, look at that guys like Elon Musk. I mean, we yeah. know he's like this crazy philanthropist and he kind of be a little bit out to lunch from time to time. Yeah. But like in terms him. of the, I, I do too. I do. The privatization of space exploration as mm-hmm. opposed to governments being the ones to do it and now it's going to be, you know, companies and it does open it up for us more but we also agree corporations aren't really to be trusted I either. Know. But do you prefer it in the hands of a government or do you prefer space travel in the hands of a corporation? I think it's 
probably, honestly, if I had to guess, it's all the same. Exactly. There's no way that somebody could have that volume of money and resources and support from the government if they weren't connected in some way. Right. Right. So it's like, I don't know. I really don't know who to trust. I love... I love listening to Elon talk. I absolutely love it. Yeah. I think that he's brilliant. And yeah. the way, like his story of growing up and everything totally fascinates me. So, but I don't know. I just don't know what to believe at this mm. point. It's, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that one. Yeah, I don't know. Some people think he's the devil. Because some people Illuminati. Are, yeah, some people are very against technology. Like, you yeah. Know? And yeah. he's basically, you know, the future of technology in a way. He actually said that technology is it's advancing at a scary rate yeah like he's the one that said he's warned people need, about yeah, it he's uh, warned people about it he was it. one of the first people to get in on the chat gpt thing yes but then backed out of it when he realized the trajectory this, of ai yeah, he was like this we're is way too early we're yeah. too yeah, yeah we're not ready for yeah. this and like another thing that he said that nobody else was saying is that we aren't reproducing at enough of a rate i've heard him say this yeah i'm pretty sure he said it to Joe yeah I, I i sent it to you he was saying because they're saying that the world is overpopulated. That's yes. a general mm-hmm. consensus, consensus Overpopulation, right now, right? that's like everything. And he's saying yeah. the opposite. He goes, no, we're actually, we actually we're need not. to produce more people. Yeah. Like he's basically saying B, right? Which so it's very interesting. It. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's, it, that's what I mean. You know, the government and all these, whoever the fuck, on social media and corporations are saying that we're overpopulated. And then you got one guy coming out and saying, no, we're not. And it really just creates controversy yeah. as well. And it, Are to me, saying we're overpopulated though. Ooh, well, it's out there. It's not like it's not common a, knowledge. Like common knowledge being, is we're overpopulated. If you ask your over person, yeah, person, yeah. do you think we're overpopulated or we're not? Based on what they know, they're gonna say yes because that's yeah. what they've heard. So I'm okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tie it right to like government. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, you're right. That's the, that's yeah. what we've been. No, that's right. what we've been. You know, Told. I think we are just because of the population number. I also think we are because of how much the population has grown in my own lifetime, let mm-hmm. alone the last 50 years. Because, you know, the Earth's population has, has more than doubled in the last Absolutely. But does, it mean, does that mean there's too many people? Just well, because it's tripled or, or even yeah. quadrupled? Does that mean we're, there's too many? There's a lot of factors to take into it. I don't think that there's too many people and we don't have enough space for all of us. Mm-hmm. I think that there's too many people in that we have a specific nature and we know what we have an affinity do, to do. We, we know how we tend to behave. Mm-hmm. And when you have this many people living that way unsustainably, then yeah, you're... Yeah, we're too we're overpopulated. We are way too overpopulated for this decadent lifestyle that we're living. We, but we it depends who you ask. In what way? You, you ask. Well, think about it. you um, ask people in downtown Toronto. Oh, are we overpopulated? Fuck yeah, we are. Yeah, Everyone's gonna answer yes. Yeah. If you go to a small town in northern Canada, they're gonna say, "No, nah, we're good." Yeah. Well, okay. Look at things that we can actually see. Because you're asking yeah. me in what way? Seaspiracy. Um, you watch Seaspiracy, so you are aware of how much plastic is being dumped into the ocean right now. A disgusting amount. And so that's that's international usage, mm-hmm. right? And that is a kind of consumption that we didn't see a hundred years ago. But is it a level of arrogance that's raised? Is it a level of like? Yeah. So this is my point. Boundaries? My point is that again, like, there's not too many people for the world to sustain, yeah. but there is too many people for the way we live, and so we have to gotcha. look at it the way that it is. Like, gotcha. There's no way you're going to go and change mm-hmm. eight billion people's minds to live a more sustainable way. They're starting to make efforts now, but it's too little, mm-hmm. too late. Yeah. Right. Like, look, the oceans are already piled high with plastics. We have microplastics and. Every oh organic gosh. being on the planet yeah, is exposed to it now. Yeah, are so bad. You know? And it's like... What's your opinion on, um, like, carbon? Carbon... Your carbon, carbon footprint? Carbon credits, carbon footprint, <laughs> all that stuff. I think carbon is 
well, we know that carbon is the most abundant element in the universe. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> I understand it's a greenhouse gas and it, okay. it does its thing. I think that there are two things we can do. Again, we're living beyond our means in terms of consumption. So I do think that we are, to a degree, speeding up the heating up of the planet. But I also do think the planet will eventually cool down one day. My argument with the environmental thing is that we have to stop saying we're killing the planet because the rhetoric is that we're killing the planet. We're changing. No, no, no. We're killing the planet, the planet's ability to sustain us. So we're really killing ourselves. This planet was, it used to be molten yeah. millions of years ago. Self-regulating. It's been hot. It's yeah. been cold. This bitch changes all yeah. the time. Yeah. It doesn't always work for every type of life that exists in the day, right? Like, what if we had seven mass extinction events on this planet since the beginning of this planet? Right. Where, like, it literally wiped out almost everything. And whatever was left is what everything else came from. And, like, that's sort of how they present it. So the planet will always change. We're not going to be here forever. I don't think humans will exist forever. No. I don't think we'll transcend into the next whatever. Unless AI takes over. Even, I, I think if AI takes over, that is the last nail in our coffin. Well, for, yeah. yeah I robot yeah. Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the last nail. That I don't think terrifying. we're going to live beyond AI. But no, you're from right. an environmental I see standpoint, what you're saying. Yeah. we're not killing the earth. We're just killing the earth's ability to host us. So in terms of the carbon footprint, so in terms of, I think in, I don't want to say the conspiracy world, but I've heard that that's now going to be, quote, the next, like, pandemic, pandemic is going to be global warming, carbon footprint. That's Monitoring going to be the next. Monitoring carbon consumption. Right. Yeah. So then people ask, okay, why did they, why, why, why would, why does it even matter? Hmm. For what reason are they pushing that, mm-hmm. that narrative, right? And then some people believe that the corporations are pushing that because the corporations are the ones that own a lot of the EV companies, and a lot of them that own, you know, the grid, mm-hmm. which is what we're all basically on. So it's about control, right? That's the theory. I'm control not saying, and you money. Know, That's right. Like, exactly. Yeah. So it's a reasonable fucking theory. It's not like it's so out there. What it's are they true. Called? It's a BlackRock and Vanguard. Oh, my God. Are two own, companies that allegedly <laughs> yeah. own everything. So Fair. think about if these companies owned um, Imperial Oil, okay? Imperial Oil is makes mobile, SO, oh, mm-hmm. Exxon. That's that's them, right? This big oil guru. Right. If, say, they were owned by Black Box, for instance, okay? But Black Box also owned Tesla. Then, you know, at the end of the era of oil and moving into the era of EV, I always thought that, you know, why, why wouldn't Imperial Oil be the first one to be? You know how, like, cigarette companies bought vape companies like that? Yeah. Because they knew that vapes were going to be the nail mm-hmm. in their coffin, so why not own the yeah. next thing and Can't get beat it them, them. Yeah. Why wouldn't oil companies knowing that the time is limited and they have such control over the world, they literally control the the flow of the economy. Look at BRICS making a move on Saudi Arabia because of oil, right? right? Mm-hmm. To try and weaken the US dollar. So, why wouldn't these oil companies get into electric vehicles? Well, there's a theory that the people that own the oil companies are also pushing the ev like i said for it's for the grid it's for the control right to control but, the grid that we're on but oil companies haven't been buying up ev I know, companies. But we, we don't really know that's true i mean don't. you can do research the day, and there's see, parent but. companies who are hidden in this and that that mm-hmm. yeah we may not never know about yeah. yeah that's true yeah but it's an interesting thing to think about it is definitely I, I heard a lot about yeah that carbon conspiracy and how it's like going to be the next thing and a lot of people are now like 
a flight, you go to book a flight and it'll show you how much carbon you're going to be using by taking that flight. Mm. So they're saying that they're going to be using it as a sort of currency. Like you have an allowance of carbon that you're allowed uh, to use per year. That reminds me of the Chinese social credit yeah. system oh, they have going on right yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. The 15 exactly. minute city. 15 minute city. Oh my God. 15 minute 15 city. 15 minute city. Just minute search up what is 15 minute city and read it out loud. They, just so we, I think they just approved one in Alberta. Yeah. It's actually insane. Read it out because some people are fully against it. Some people think, oh, well, it's going to help. The 15-minute city, FMC, is an urban planning concept in which most daily necessities and service, such as work, shopping, education, healthcare, and leisure, can be easily reached by a 15-minute walk or bike ride from any point in the city. You want to know something funny about 15-minute city? Most more cities it, in Europe, oh, that was just the synopsis, yeah, yeah. but most cities in Europe are already like that. So there's not mm-hmm. a, as much a dependency on cars. Look at the infrastructure of cities in Canada. Mm-hmm. Like you can't go anywhere without a car. Mm-hmm. Like how far did you have to drive today? Yeah, in like 30 minutes, right? 35 minutes. And this is still considered relatively local. Like you would still consider this yes. your stomping ground. Yeah, for right? sure. And it was a 45 minute drive. Yeah. Like. No. So what is your opinion on that? There's more you, to it though. There is that, more that, to that's it. a very general like so what does that mean, fifteen minute city? Does that mean I'm gonna be able to go outside fifteen minutes? Am I gonna get docked? Am I gonna get penalized or something? What does that mean by what fifteen minute saying, city? Like are there rules behind that? Yeah. So that are what gonna I guilt know, me? Yeah. Uh, like oh what I know like she said, that, how much carbon you're you're using right, on your yeah. flight. And that's just it's total control. It is you don't have you don't have freedom anymore. Mm-hmm. So they're using carbon to kind of push us into these 15-minute cities, or that's what people are saying. They're connecting the two. Right. And so our Earth right now, I'm pretty sure it sits at 0.4% carbon. If we hit 0.2% carbon, all animal life dies. Yeah, we need carbon. We need carbon. Yeah. And like back then, back way back when, when dinosaurs and everything existed, they said that the carbon levels were really high, and that's why everything was ginormous no oxygen levels were really high oh yeah okay. it's oxygen levels okay and we know we found the bones and like stuff yeah. like that so yeah they, they, they confirmed it but it could be car- carbon as well carbon probably but oxygen levels were for sure higher i think oxygen is like 20 percent of the uh atmosphere yeah and then 70 percent of it is hydrogen but there's carbon in there too i think carbon is four percent something like that but maybe back then carbon was higher than it is right now yeah, she's so implying right? oxygen for sure was and then it's, it's very likely that if oxygen was higher and all these animals and plants were bigger mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. carbon it's, it's probably safe to assume that there was more carbon right think about like those you ever see the the images or the renderings of those giant sloths yeah they're like the size of a bear okay if that's the fucking sloth then the sloth has lungs and it's breathing out carbon yeah. so yeah. there would it's it's a double it's a double-edged sword if there's more oxygen there's likely more carbon i mean it makes sense scientifically i don't know okay. too much so about know. like i just heard that yeah. but like for what's going on right now i think i think it was biden who did like an interview and said our goal is to get to zero percent carbon that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That yeah. would kill all of us. Like, well, I think they're talking about carbon emissions in terms of like humans dumping it out of their machines. Yeah. Like, okay, which makes sense because theoretically, like, think if we were still living our hunter-gatherer lifestyle. I mean, mm-hmm. humans were by and large pretty much at net zero for carbon because mm-hmm. we were living in vast forests, so yeah. everything we were yeah. breathing out was being immediately Taken transformed out. back yeah. into oxygen. Mm-hmm. Right. So we were living a net zero. That's what they're saying. They want to go to a net zero carbon where we're mm-hmm. we're living within natural levels of carbon. But that entails a natural way of living. Right. You have to... No. If, if we're talking about the flora and fauna of yesteryear, 
you know, having more oxygen and carbon. I don't think that they mean, oh, let's go back to a natural way of life. I think it's that they mean 15-minute cities. Let's push as much technology. Let's keep you happy where you are so that you're not yeah. using a plane, so that you're not using a car. Yeah. It's just control. It's like, where's our freedom? You know what I, I mean? I look at it from a different standpoint where I personally believe that we should be living more local. And like even you mentioned it, like in terms of eating, like we should be eating local and all that stuff. So we shouldn't be shipping oranges from Florida no. to... But, mm-hmm. but, but what's local in, yeah. a, in downtown Toronto, New York, and Los well, Angeles? And then that's that's the information we've lost. Like there, there were yeah. there are indigenous tribes from this land. There are people still around it. You can ask them. You're like, what? I mean, I don't know how much of it they know anymore because so much of it has been lost. But like, what is a way to live on this land in this corner of the earth? What is a way to live, you know, sustainably where it is 15 minutes? I can get everything I need from here, around here, from people who are making it that's a i think a great idea but if you're talking about it from a standpoint of oh let's keep hammering you with social media let's keep keeping your brains occupied let's keep you living in these unnatural cities and give you disease-ridden food and all that stuff then, i yeah, think we're that's fucked. what 15 minute cities is gonna be it's, but think be about, honest, you, said, like, you, you just said the 15 minutes like how am i gonna find someone within 15 minutes of downtown toronto that's, that's gonna know that knowledge locally, or that that, that has it, that food there it doesn't equal that yeah it mm-hmm. equals the opposite it's it equals you are fully, we're reliant. Like you're going to be fully reliant on the system, right? Mm-hmm. Which is within 15 minutes of the city, yeah. but, or wherever the town, whatever. And this is idealistic thinking from my end, but you could make it work to your advantage if mm-hmm. you had access to that information. Us? And there are places that Ooh. that do have access to that information, like how this corner of the earth works and how we can do it sustainably and healthily and whatever. For, for us here, like you're looking at a dwindling population of indigenous people who have lost a lot of those ancient fucking remedies and practices mm-hmm. and traditions. Fuck. Like, what do you do? I Re- think that the wheel. there is a possibility to live like maybe a different structure of something like a 15 minute city is you have a plot of land, you grow yeah. your food, you, you use a, a bike, a horse, whatever you want to trans to get yourself from one place to another. Mm-hmm. But it's not like, you are not allowed to go outside of this square and you have to live in these high-rise buildings. Let me you know, like there's no option. Is that what they're saying about the 15-minute city? I think that... That's what I think the that theory that's is. what the theory is. Yeah, I don't know if that's what's going to be all over Google, but that's what the theory is. Okay, so implementing the... Fif- this is on Wikipedia. Implementing the 15-minute city <laughs> concept requires multidisciplinary approach involving... Transportation planning, urban design, and policy making. Okay, keyword right. multiple policy dis- making. Disciplinary. Yeah, yeah. Multiple, multidisciplinary approach, mm-hmm. which means well designed public spaces, pedestrian friendly streets, mixed use development. This change in lifestyle may include remote working, um, which is supported by recent widespread availability of uh, information communication technology. Uh, the concept has been described as a return to the local way of life. So, if that's the way they're framing it, then you're looking at like the way we would been, would wouldn't take two would have been living maybe like a century ago it all sounded horrible and then they tried to it sounds yeah, like jazz it up it. right okay. at the end so you guys have heard it at a different point like 90 yeah. percent sounded oh, yeah. awful yeah. then they said one little line at the end that made it sound like, like oh, oh wow. they're trying to help right. us this oh is gonna God. be good well have you seen those concepts for those renderings of those like um what is it like like three kilometer long cities that they want to put one in um uh, what is it uh, in the dubai? UAE? yeah i saw one in dubai and then they want to do one in nevada now where it's literally like yeah, a 15 I saw kilometer the one in Nevada stretch. as well. And I think it's only, it's maybe like, what, 200 meters long? Yeah. So you live in your apartment here, and if you cross the street, you're in someone else's apartment, and then yeah. that's it. That's the width of it. But then it's like a really long street, 15 kilometers, mm-hmm. in a, almost a glass casing. Yeah. 
like that that sounds more in line with like this dystopian version that you're talking about but if you're talking about a city that has everything that you would need to thrive within a 15 kilometer what's everything okay so what is everything like can you have chickens yeah, so this is what it's saying. So, like, you're, no, you're saying hold on, you can't. Hold, hold on. 15 <laughs> minutes. City. Would I be able to walk? So, you can walk 15 minutes from this end to the other end. That's what it means. 15 minute cities. You can walk 15 minutes to get to everything that you need. That yeah, you need. So I, I think, I think what it's saying need. is anything you need is within yeah. 15 minutes. What do you need? Yeah, Clothes, what do you think I need? Food. Yeah. You already have water and heat in your, in your home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, clothes, food. What else do you need? Entertainment, you could say, okay, you don't need it, but entertainment no, yeah. will be included. Okay, okay. And then if you're talking about, because obviously this would be a municipal thing, so you mm-hmm. would need like community spaces. Mm-hmm. So like, Absolutely, you know, the yeah. local yeah. hockey rink or sure. the yeah. this or the uh-huh. that, sure, right? sure. the uh, hospital, yeah. exactly. Anything sure. that's community-based. Yeah. Idea would be that all that infrastructure would be within a 15-minute radius thereabouts. So you're li- you would have to live in smaller sort of agri- agrarian towns. Dense. Of population yeah. of 5,000. You'd you have to spread go, us way out. You wouldn't be able to go to a farmer, a Mennonite, and say, I want a half a cow. That would not exist in a 15-minute city. You're going to grocery stores. You're at the mercy of them putting food on your plate. But I think the idea would be then that that grocery store is going to be supplied by the Amish neighbor and your homestead. But we don't know you that. would have to keep, I guess, what, whatever you're going to. No, we don't know that, but. I mean, if you would, if I were going to participate in a 15-minute city, this yeah. is what I would want it to look like, I think. And this is what makes most sense. And if it's framed as a return to a more local way of living, that's how I'm picturing it. There's no way we can go back in time. How, 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 how is that a present. return? How there's is it a no return? Way. But you don't think that that's, there's value in, in the local I, living? I think, I think you ask some people right now what they think about this. I think they'd say, oh, my God, that's great. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have to own a car anymore. I can walk and get to everything within 15 minutes. Fan fucking time. Sign me home. up. That's a really good thing house. to Sign do me to up. not get yeah. disease. Like, people are inactive no. because of that. Uh, okay, of, of, talk about frequency. Yeah. You're at the mercy of everybody else's devices, everybody else's life choices in the terms of frequency. Like, hmm. if somebody wants to install some sort of a 5G device, that's going to affect you. If somebody wants to have 10, a million home phones, like, whatever it is, that's going to reach you. That's going to affect you. And you can't get away from that. Hmm. I think about where we are right now. We're in a condo building. If I turn on, if you turn on your Wi-Fi and you see how many routers come up, there's probably, like, fucking 10 that come up right now from all the condos that are around us. So, in terms of the frequencies, that does not sound good. That's that's not what we want. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, right? I, I get that. And see, and that's the thing is that it's kind of it does have an an, an inevitable yeah. dystopian it's, element to it because of all the shit that we it's that we take for granted. If it was we, going back, it would be like you have a plot of land, you farm it, and yeah. you can get to whatever. That's your job. That's what you contribute to the community. That's you know what I mean. Do you do you see though a way of living? a healthier, more sustainable life while utilizing technology? Or are those two things mutually exclusive? Well, I think we do it all right now, right? Yeah. If you're trying to. I think that there's definitely a balance. Like, there's things that you can do to limit the exposure that you get um, while also being healthy. Like, I don't think that... But ultimately, at the end of the day, I don't think that technology is good for us. Hmm. You know, like there's, we can limit the amount of risk that we have by being near it and try and coexist with it, but it keeps our attention span, uh, attention span short. Yeah. It keeps us lazy and I don't think it's going to lead to anything good. So like this homesteading family I was watching today mm-hmm. on this video, um, the one in, in Southern Ontario, 
they still use technology, obviously, because they have it's not that they work, but you know, stay in contact with everybody. Yeah. But like, you turn off the you turn on the the internet for like X amount of time a day, yeah, and then you turn it off and unplug it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about living life like that? Yeah, that's pretty much like what we do. So and like. As soon as you said that, it kind of reminded me of a couple things that we use that is technology. Like we have an automatic coop door that opens at sunrise and yeah. closes at sunset. Yeah. So there, we definitely have technology that's implemented to make our lives easier. Um, things that are like battery powered are not going to be as bad for you. Things that are hardwired are not going to be as bad for you. So I do agree with technology to a, to an extent. Like right. I don't think that everybody should be like Mennonites or, or anything like yeah, that yeah. and not have access to that stuff or yeah. I guess it would be Amish. But yeah, yeah. I, I think that I think that you can work with it, but there's definitely things that you would need to do to protect yourself, like putting your Wi-Fi on a switch or a timer and it turns off. You wrote down on yeah. the note um, EM paint. Yes. So what, what is that? Like okay, EMP? So, yeah. EMP. EMP. Electromag- electromagnetic pulse. So... Um, yeah, mm, I don't know if that's right. Is, but is it, is it a typo? Because I was curious. Because yeah, I was, I was wondering if you were talking about like painting the I walls think it's with EMF like a paint. EMF paint. I meant EMF Hold paint. On. I have it here. Yeah. Right. So EMF is electromagnetic frequencies, and it pretty much it. Ha- I don't know what it has in it. Carly, my cousin, she actually makes some, mm. and she was going to start a company to sell that paint that people can paint the insides of their houses. But again, like. It's just a way to limit. Like it's not. It's not taking away your risk. It's just limiting your risk. So what's added right. to the paint to limit? I don't know. I can't remember the okay. actual substance, but it's like it's a thick black paint. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's got something in it that protects you. I can't. So remember would that the be like a? Bit. You'd paint over that, like whatever you, color yeah. you want. Let's yeah, say, yeah. like you first layer would be that, like the black paint. Oh yeah, yeah. And then whatever color you want your room to yeah, be, you like white, paint, then yeah, you'd paint you over paint white. It okay, over that top. Makes sense. Another thing too is Faraday cages. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that. What is that? It's a fabric. It's huh. actually a fabric that um, eliminates 100% of frequencies that are trying to get through it. So you can buy like these, you know, like the princess beds where they have the canopies. That, oh yeah. Okay, so you can buy a canopy that goes over your bed that you shut it, and if you take one of those meters that measures frequency, you go in there, you shut it, nothing. It, it really takes away all of the frequency that is Damn. trying to get at you. Hey, yeah. Not even a ghost can get in but there. But you can't, you can't bring your phone in there. Yeah. Like you can't bring something that's going to emit frequency because it'll just bounce around and it's way worse for you. Right. And but, I'm assuming it'll have issues connecting anyways. Yeah. You'll you have no service. Carly yeah. had it in her room and you couldn't go in there with your phone. Yeah. Um, but things like you can also get phone cases, not actual like, phone cases that go on the back of your phone but a case that you right. put your phone in like at nighttime yeah something okay. like i put my phone in airplane mode and yeah. it does stop the frequency from coming through and connecting and stuff so that stuff helps mm-hmm. but i mean during the day you're gonna have your phone on you what do you do for work like i have a headset on all day yeah you try and hardwire it you try and make sure that it's not bluetooth because that's like when it really gets bad but right yeah you're just trying to do things to limit risk well that's like speaking on that i mean kind of going back to the 15 minute city in terms of that Mm -hmm. like let's say i want to do that here i live Mm -hmm. in a condo right i turn my turn on my airplane mode you know what i mean i turn off my router at night but but then guess what next door neighbor what about my next door neighbor what about his phone what about his wi-fi yeah what about all the signals that are coming into this building Mm -hmm. like 
and then, a lot. And then think about it now. If a 15-minute city, I mean, think about what's going up. Fa- like, houses are going up very fast here, but mm-hmm. so are condos. Yep. So if I, if you asked me, I'd say living in a house further away from, you know, a dense population like where I'm at right now is, I think, a healthier you know, healthier for you, even in terms of your mind. Like I, I find the most peace and, you know, serenity when, I, when I'm, yeah, yeah, like yeah, when I'm at, up at a cottage three hours yeah. north yeah. and you, you know, there unplug the router, turn off your phone, mm-hmm. yeah. sit for an hour. And like, it, it's true. If you really reflect, you do feel a little bit lighter, you know, yeah. your yeah. mind, like it just 100%. doesn't feel like you're racing. Things are also simpler up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're listening to birds or, you know what I mean? Well, we're not I designed for my house. Yeah, that's the thing. I, you can do that so somewhere. Good. I go and I you know? sit outside, and it's so like, yeah. it's just. Yeah, we're not built for taking in this much data, all the fucking time. And this much time. stress too. Yeah. Like the amount of stress. Yeah. Apparently, it is similar to people in the 1960s in psych wards, like people who actually had to get shock therapy. That's the amount of stress levels that people, the Just average live. school student, yeah. like university student or college student is facing. See, and then people wonder why, oh, wow, we have so many freaking clinical cases of depression and anxiety. Yeah. And, yeah, because we're not, I say it all the time, not living naturally, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I know, but that's the thing, like a 15-minute city, do you think, or let, let, forget 15-minute city, a denser population area that you're going to live in now if you think 15, that's gonna uh, you think that's gonna help depression if 15 minute city means like right here in vaughn right you're mm-hmm. taking this whole block as is and you're gonna give all of these amenities within 15 minutes and then you're gonna go do that again every 15 minute block then yeah you're looking at a really fucking nightmarish situation mm-hmm. but if you're talking about going up to you know butt fuck nowhere up in the northern ontario and you're doing that in a population of only like in a community 20, like where yeah. you contribute and where and, everybody knows your and name you have, and type yeah. of thing and everybody's farm contribute that. that's that I, makes, I think, that's what i think a 15 minute city would be no, I, no it's, it's here it's here yeah it's right here this is so, there so yeah. i mean that's in, the only way it would work no for yes. sure but you know. here in vaughn like right right where i am this yeah. would be a perfect spot and i think this mm-hmm. would be a place where a 15 minute city would apply mm-hmm. up in somewhere like Norwalton or North Bay or like, it's, it's making neighborhood self-sufficient essentially. Mm-hmm. I don't think it apply. I don't know if it applies to neighborhoods. I I I can't see them building a hundred houses and then saying you guys are living in a fifteen-minute city or we're gonna make this a fifteen-minute city. It kind of is like that I, I don't now know. because look at every subdivision. There's like you have your major uh, Walmart. It kind of already is like that. You're right. That's yeah. in it. You're right. All these food places all within a walk really a walking distance mm-hmm. away right okay right but then we build the infrastructure to drive there anyway so who gives a fuck like mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter exactly so then what's the difference yeah like it, so it, th- but then after that key word that we said what did they say uh dis- disciplinary the multidisciplinary yeah yeah so you have so multiple that mean, right you have multiple different fields trying to get something out of this so it's supposed to be beneficial to a wide range of people but who who is it benefiting? Is it benefiting a wide range of corporations or is it benefiting is it people that live there? Yeah. Like, well, you know, is know. it a law? Is it something that you're going to Somebody can pay for if you don't do what they tell you to do? Yeah. Yeah. It's if you live in one and let's say you're yeah. not supposed to or you're supposed to refrain from traveling outside of your 15 minute designated area. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then what are you forced to? You're forced to your grocery store that's nearby, which is owned by the corporation. Can't see family that's far away. Like if they live, yeah, yeah. Wherever. Assuming they restricted, to but it. you're you're yeah. forced. Yeah. You're Assuming forced to all yeah. these big corporations, like what they're supplying you. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
Like you're at I, the mercy I'm, of what they give you. I'm forced to the Walmart that's near me because that's mm-hmm. that's, that's what's in my 15 minute area. Mm-hmm. And you know that's when I when I think of disciplinary, it's like, okay, well, what is that going to apply to? No, it's right? not. It's no, not not, how, not where you can go, but how, like how far can I travel? The that's word like disciplinary doesn't mean it's not to be used in the term of punishment. It's used in the context of like the anthropologist, biologist, the botanist. That's what it means by disciplinary, like your field of study. So mm. multidisciplinary effort. That's why I'm thinking of it as something that's going to work up north where everybody's got their little plot of land and everybody's growing their stuff. And then whatever over, overgrowth you have that you can't yourself consume, you're going to then send to the local market like everybody else and then whoever needs. you know, Maybe somebody's not the green thumb. They can go and still access locally grown food. They know where it comes from because it's your next door neighbor growing it. You know what I mean? I, I don't think that's I where it's going to apply. Why, why would they invest in a 15-minute city in a population of 10,000 people? Why would they not do it here where there's a million people? Like, why would they not? Why, why would you implement a system for five to ten thousand people when right where I am, there's five hundred thousand people? Yeah. In Anything this area? that's going to be used systemically for control is going to be implemented by and large for as many people as they can. So you'll have to change up the way it looks. Like, you mm-hmm. will have to implement it in a big metropolitan center like this, but you'd also have to implement it in like Stainer, Ontario. Like it I, would, I don't it would, know. I, I, I don't. I, there's a higher chance of them doing yeah. it here than there. Yeah. But then people would be people would run. They would go fleeing into the country, and then but and then who's no, left to control? Like, like no, we said, not everyone's going to run to no, it. They're going to say, "Oh, this is fucking this great. This is convenient. Mm. This is everything I need. I can work from home. I can do whatever I want. Pretty much do whatever I want. Everything is near me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's convenient. But do you really think that that's span. a bad thing? Goody, I think do. about it. Goody. Yeah. If if they're saying this is your area. Let's say this is your area that you that you not have to district how, seven. But how would they this even implement district. that? Like, how would they even implement that without saying this is where you have to stay? Is it only going to be p- people who are willing to do it, or is it is it going to be something that they implement by law, or is it going to be you know what I mean? Like, how would they yeah make well, that? You said there's a town in Alberta that's doing it. Yeah, apparently it got approved. I think oh, but it's London. not implemented yet. Not yet. Okay, no. so it, it's in like. Trial and error stage, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll it's see new. sort of thing. So you, you, neither of you think that there's any allowance for if this I, to work? If they're saying I have to, like, this is going to be a 15 minute city, I, I don't want to be here hmm. personally. Hmm. I, I, I already don't want to be here in this area just because of the density. I think the way that you're framing it would be amazing. Hmm. I don't think that people are going to move back in time. I think people are only well, moving forward. I, I don't see it as a move back in time. I see it more as like a, you still have to harness the technology that's there and like, you know, live in this connected world that we live in. But mm-hmm. instead of shipping in vegetables in the wintertime, like I said, it's a collective effort from this community that you live in mm-hmm. to make your preserves, to do this. And it's like, it's, it's better food. It's You're free. But, like what, you don't rely on these major organizations anymore yeah you won't true. get as sick as often you don't need groceries but as they often. won't allow that because no they because make the you're money. free but exactly. what about in downtown toronto how am i gonna get what's what's local in downtown toronto nothing Mm-mm. there's no local you're animals fruits farm. vegetables there's it. nothing local yeah, everything's mm-hmm. been displaced mm-hmm. right so it doesn't it doesn't like it applies there most and then the further away you go from basically a core of a city i i, I think that's where it applies less a 15-minute city. But it's like, how would they... I don't know. I don't know how they're going to make that work without making it mandatory, in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, I really don't know how many people are going to... Let's say they made it Vaughn. Yeah. Is everybody going to move out? Or are people going to stay? Like, is it going to be... I don't know. I just don't know how they're going to 
how they're going to swing that. And especially if it's like a vote, like Alberta was approved for one, which means that decision was made by a mayor or something like that, right? Somebody yeah. with the power to decide what they want to do with that space. Yeah. So it's not a vote from the people. Well, I mean, local government tends to be, because it's directly accountable to people and it's on a such small scale, mm -hmm. local government tends to listen more to like the screams and calls of local people. Like Toronto is a tough case because it's such a massive metropolitan yeah. center. Like the mayor of Toronto is running a government that's bigger than like fucking the province of PEI. <laughs> like, let's be honest, you know? Yeah. So when you're looking at like Alberta though, that's a much much smaller scale situation if mm -hmm. it's a municipality in alberta yeah it's nothing to the scale of toronto right. so they they have to listen to the people a little bit more so that would be more of a local vote as opposed to but what if they picked a smaller city on purpose to make it so then at, let's say you went through a trial and error series a for example. a year right mm -hmm. like and then the people came back and said like they already basically if you're a small town in alberta you basically already live in that sense like you said yeah. You're basically already living in that. So what if now the government, whoever brought in like other little add-on things that just made it easier for those people. So then after, let's say a survey, they all agreed and said, yeah, like it was great. We basically already had that and it made it easier. So then that's kind of like a case you would take. And then people from other cities or towns would say, oh, well, it went, it worked well them. there. Yeah, Why it's not? Working for you them. Know? Let's try it here. That's the thing. It's like, in a small town, it already kind of exists, like you said. Everything's already local. You're already going to your local general store. Or, mm -hmm. But they're not, right? though. In those small it depends, towns, I don't know how small still, that town was. Yeah. Whenever we go up yeah. to, uh, to our buddy's cottage up in, in uh, Perry Sound, for instance, right? Yeah. We're up and we're disconnected and it's beautiful mm -hmm. and it's nice and we enjoy it. And that first night. And then what's the first thing that we do on Saturday morning? You know, you always have a large group of us go into the town and the first place they go to is the local Walmart. Okay, but that that's okay. That, 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 that's not the same thing. That's us being idiots and going to Walmart but and not being able to. the fact that there's to... a Walmart there, that's what pops the tires. So if you're talking yeah. about the 15 minute city in this dystopian society, then you know if it's gonna happen and be bad down in the metropolitan centers, then these corporations already are in these tiny towns. That they're already mm -hmm. there, and they're not selling produce that's locally sourced. They're selling the produce they're trucking in regardless. Right. Like I don't think it's like. It's not going to come across like, oh, this is bad. People are going to. There's going to be most people are probably just going to agree with it yeah, and say, yeah, this, this is, is good. Me yeah. personally, me. I wouldn't want to. I, I don't. I don't like the city. That's just me personally. It, me it's all opinion based, really. Yeah. yeah. It Someone is. listening 100%. can say, oh, that sounds great. Everything's yeah. going to be that close to me where I don't need a car anymore. That saves me four hundred dollars a month on my payment, car insurance, saving me money, reducing time, the amount of carbon I'm putting into the atmosphere, and I'm helping the environment. Yeah. Like, you're you know. fighting for a cause. Yeah. I think that it's definitely opinion based, like mm -hmm. everything else, like yeah. like health, like everything. Yeah. It's all opinion based. No, I guess it, 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 like everything exactly, and I, I don't know. It's something to keep an eye it on. It is interesting because mm -hmm. it, it it would be a, like a change in the regime. I mean, like look at suburbia, for instance. Like we all mm -hmm. grew up in like the Aurora New Market area, yeah, and that's suburbia, and like that was a concept that was created in like what the fifties, right? Mm -hmm. Packing all these houses together that are all cookie cutter shaped mm -hmm. on these town there's little community centers with the school and then we all grew up playing on the street with all mm -hmm. our neighbors you knew everybody like suburbia it's a pretty idealistic sounding life mm -hmm. but we we did it and we know for a fact it wasn't that <coughs> special so i understand both of your reluctancy for the 15 minute city i think it's 
the way I'm framing it. The way you're framing it is amazing. In, in the in the smaller local sense. Optimistic. Yeah, yeah, you're very optimistic. Which, but I'm not that. Optimistic. Then again, we also yeah. don't want a lot. Don't know a lot of information yet. Yeah, that's about true. It's, well, it's just I'm just basing debate. it off of what I read on the show. Well, so that's like, the thing. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. We're 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 reading a Google result yeah. and. Wikipedia. I don't. I yeah. don't think <laughs> not the most reliable source, but yeah. we're going based off that. Yeah, yeah, these are just. It would be interesting to see how it would turn out, though. I would want more places to do it, and I think different styles of like communities, so we can see how it plays out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if it does take off and becomes like a by and large thing, then yeah, it would be easy to control. I understand what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, we'll have to see. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's probably too early to even yeah, give an opinion almost. Yeah, I think it's Because it's too much theory. We're all yeah, just kind of talking out of our ass in a way. At this point, it, it seems entirely theoretical. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's the way yeah. it's presented. But that's the thing. Like when the government releases or I don't know, whoever releases that, that idea... 15 minute city like I said before there's just a group of people who are gonna panic Beep. and then just say fuck no we don't yeah. want anything to do with that a large corporation or the government released that article mm-hmm. saying that nope we want nothing to do with it mm-hmm. and then that's that's where this is coming from right? yeah hmm. it's so true so maybe we fall into that class a little I bit maybe I do I honestly I know I do yeah I know I do like just from the things like Bias. I've been raised very holistically right like from day one from right? day one yeah. so right it's hard. Like this is this is always kind of going to be my opinion on it. I'm always kind of going to tend to lean towards option B. Right. Yeah. All right, and that's your. It's the way you want to live. That sh- that should be your right. Like I try opinion. and be open minded about stuff, yeah. but yeah, we'll I see just where it goes. I know that about myself yeah. already. <laughs> that's good though. I mean, honestly, I I have more respect for somebody who's going to be like, this is the way I'm going to live, mm-hmm. despite all of the questions. Rather than somebody who's like, you know, indecisive and then willing to just surrender. Yeah. I think, I think. No, you're right. There's more respect. If if you're thinking about it and you're making an active decision rather than just fucking being passive about it. But I think that there's a point of taking it too far. I think that like a lot of the major movements that are going on right now are just people taking it too far. Well, that's what I mean by balance. That's exactly what I'm saying about finding the, striking the balance between living this sort of like natural grow your own food lifestyle, mm-hmm. but also utilizing technology. Yeah. Like why shouldn't you be able to work from home yeah. and be exposed? I mean, you do make a case about all the frequencies and stuff, but I mean. It, it is our reality is right it, now. Is it inevitable, right? Mm-hmm. And like look at the sun. Like mm-hmm. our days, I don't know, the sun is, seems to be doing more damage to us now than it ever has in the past. Not to say that we have the cancer levels and the melanoma levels of the past, but humans have been by and large exposed to the sun without sunscreen across the planet. Mm-hmm. And then now all of a sudden it's like the biggest problem. And we hear about melanoma is like out of control and like sunscreen is more important than ever and no, stuff like that. I think that. So, you know, I know what you're yeah. going to say, I, I, and it's since something small, but I heard someone say, you know, 300 years ago, there was no sunblock. That's and yeah. how many people were dying from melanoma? Now yeah. you're going to say, oh, well, they didn't know it was from melanoma that they were dying from. Maybe they didn't have the technology yeah. to detect and that I, back then. It's understandable. But there were also natural remedies. Uh, There's communities all over the place. Like you look in Africa, like Central mm-hmm. Africa, lots of like, there's like a custom where they, they coat their hair in like clay and stuff. Right. And it would be used as a sunblock. It coat, coat their skin. Mm-hmm. Like what elephants do, basically. Yeah. And yeah. like, that's Just a natural sunblock. And I understand it. It makes sense. Yeah, right. Yeah. So what do you think about sunblock? No. No, no. Are there any natural ways to yes. use sunblock? Yes. Or do you, you like that stuff coconut too? Coconut oil. Coconut oil. <laughs> <laughs> that, would cause, that would cause more issues than it would solve problems. Um, I think that there's definitely like there's other natural stuff that you can use to protect yourself from the sun. We need the sun. We need the sun. Yeah. And like a couple of things that I think have been related to the increase in melanoma and things like that 
a sunscreen the amount of toxic chemicals that you're putting on your skin and then allowing the sun exposure on it it. for hours exactly like it's like heating up oils you know what i mean like it's not good and then the other thing too that i recently heard about is sunglasses apparently when you wear sunglasses in the sun it promotes burning because your skin your eyes will tell your skin how much melanin that you need to absorb based on the strength of the sun Mm. so by closing your eyes to that tricking yourself your skin is like well is it is it nighttime like are we good or Mm. are we gonna burn that's so weird i had that thought last week in my car as i put on sunglasses i just thought to myself like not that exactly Mm -hmm. but i just thought like okay what how is my body reacting to my eyes being basically tricked. basically being tricked as mm-hmm. it, like it to being dark because mm. think of, like, like like she said yeah. think, like if your body now and your sensors are your eyes and now your body is saying oh it's it's dark We're we safe. don't yeah you don't we don't we don't need to release chemicals to help protect your skin mm-hmm. or as much of them at least. or yeah. as much yeah. then we're not going to do it because right now we think it's somewhat dark yeah i understand that argument because when i was yeah. interested too when I, and i'd put sunglasses huh. on like i would feel uncomfortable yeah like i remember like, i still I don't like it i when don't I was like a kid, it either. i don't like wearing it sunglasses until i was like an adult either. that i was actually able to wear sunglasses all day let's say you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah like I get that. That makes a lot of sense. I've never thought about it like that, but that's an interesting thought. Like, There's so many like little things like that where your body, it needs to be working naturally. And we yeah. like, we have these other things that aid us in certain elements. I, don't, yeah. I can't think of an example, but it prevents us from doing what we're supposed to be doing. And we don't even know that that's a function of our body. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like... We're so we're we're incredibly removed and disconnected. Yes, I say it all the time. I say it all the time on this show. Yeah. we live unnaturally, and I know I say I just say that, and I leave it at that. I don't really expand on it. But all of these things are a perfect example of what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. and things that you wouldn't have to think about because if you were just doing normal human activities, you it would be happening naturally. Mm-hmm. Like 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 you said, how many billions of people existed before us a century ago? that didn't wear sunscreen yeah. at all and Ex- made exactly. it all the way to this point. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it, think for thousands of years, we never wore sunscreen. So your body, whether it took a couple generations to maybe build like a tolerance to the sun, mm-hmm. but it did. And it we did. got to a point where it definitely did. Mm-hmm. So then now we're at a point where we're saying, no, fuck everything that our body has was basically designed to do. And that includes, you know, so many things, sunglasses, so many yeah. things. sunscreen. Yeah. So you can see it and then now it's causing issues what about like possibly pain like even pain management our body tolerance yeah so another thing is like about my dad he doesn't take painkillers ever he goes to the dentist and they drill out his tooth and he doesn't have any freezing he doesn't have anything it's actually absolutely insane to me i don't know how he does it but he always says if he has let's say a tooth infection or something you need to know what kind of pain you're feeling to know how progressed it is. You need to know if it's getting worse. You need to know if it's getting better. Most people would pop an Advil and pain goes away. It's gone. Mm. And then it allows it to progress to a point where it gets into the bone. It gets into the bloodstream. It becomes sepsis. Like pain is something that we were made to feel. We have to feel it. We have to know. It's information. Exactly. Don't Mm. put your hand on this thing because it'll burn you. That's pain telling you not to do that. You're not going to do it again. But if we... If we had, if we were constantly taking painkillers and we put our hand on that stove, you know, you wouldn't know. You would know by seeing that you got blisters and whatever, but we need those receptors. Yeah. It's, right. it's important to us. Yeah. yeah. So like you're saying, I guess you're building to 
there's a lot of people who experience chronic pain and like aches and pains yes. in all kinds of places and like you said inflammation so those people are ignoring the cause i guess yeah. you could say your body is literally screaming at you. Let's say it was neck pain. Like, do something. You're doing something wrong. You're sleeping on it wrong. You are eating something that's making you inflamed and it's creating this uh, tension. So do something about it. Don't mm. just ignore it. Don't just mask it and continue mm. on. There's obviously an issue that you need to fix. Being in chronic pain is not normal. Be- having migraines is not normal. Like, right. not being able to sleep, not normal. Not being right. able to get pregnant, not normal. Like, yeah. there's so many things that people are just like, well, I was dealt this card. Mental, like, a lot of, I think, a lot of depression and anxiety and things like that were being chalked up right now to say, well, it's just, you just have depression. Yeah. That's it. Take a pill there's for no, it. You just no have depression. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've talked That's about it so true. many times. Like, yeah. it's like the band aid. Yeah. You know, or like, go like go, go to the root of the, exactly. of the problem, like, like a solution. Mm-hmm. And because we talked about in terms of like a psychiatrist standpoint, mm-hmm. that's where we've uh, had the conversation from. And yeah, because it's like, okay, you go to a psychiatrist. Shouldn't you think the mentality is I don't want to see you in six months. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you've been going to your psychiatrist for three years, it's like, uh, is, yeah. is this guy putting band-aids on you every week or mm-hmm. what's like, what's going on? Right? Yeah. Well, that's kind of you where know. the distrust comes from with me and like our healthcare system. Right. It's like, do you profit off of me being healthy? Yeah. You know what I mean? So if, if profit is the end goal, then how could this ever be about me? Exactly. Well, yeah. it, it is what it is. Everyone knows that to get to that point, these large corporations, you're most likely either greedy Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only, know, yeah. that's the only way to yeah. exist. It's the only way to exist. But to get to that yeah. level as well. Yeah. Think about it. To get to a level, I'm not saying people that make 500k a year here are thieves or, or dishonest people, but mm-hmm. opportunities. You know, it's opportunities. It. Yeah. yeah, it is what it is. It's yeah. you know, we we've talked about it. Right? Well, I said it all the time. I mean, like I, I like I say it. I say I, I don't think that the people that are running these corporations. Are sitting down and being like, <laughs> no, what do we do? Let's yeah, no, no, no. They're not Mr. And Burns. That's, and that's why I make my big arguments against chemtrails, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that there are people sitting around being like, let's fuck them up. Mm-hmm. There, I think that there are people who are just like doing things that we get addicted to. They see that, but they're not seeing that we're getting addicted to it and we're getting sick. They're just making profit off of it right then and there. I think it is incredibly short sighted. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there's this big scheming, conniving. Right. Evil you're you're plan. kind of implying it's a coincidence. No, uh, it's like not. opportunist, but you're you're kind of saying, oh, it's a coincidence it's, that we developed these things. No, and people are it's are, not. Are I think being that from I think it. that people know that there are negative side effects to a lot of the stuff that that we're being you know funneled down our throats. I think a lot of people are aware of it. I, don't I think know. that they don't. I think there's apathy involved. I think people just don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it, I don't think, I think that, that there's has like to be involved. There's no evil person being like, I can't wait to kill all these people. There are people like that, but no, they don't usually sure. get very far. And when they do, they make history and we usually send the fucking cavalry at them. But it's how we've been conditioned to think. You ask your mm-hmm. average person that takes Advil when they get a headache. Oh, why would uh, my, what, what, why what do you th- this be bad for me? Yeah. What, what else do you think Advil is doing to you? Oh, I don't know. Do you think it's doing anything bad else too? Uh, probably, but uh, whatever. It stops my headache. I understand. Like, that's a condition. That's like borderline brainwashing. That's a condition. But Advil, but Advil isn't being like it is our intention to give sa- you liver damage. No, I'm not saying like, Advil is evil. Pain right now, mm-hmm. here we have something that will remove your pain right now. Give us the money. Give us but the money. That's maybe, what it is. You know? Maybe, maybe Advil owns the same medication that a side effect is created from Advil. Like mm. maybe taking Advil too much gives you whatever, three arms. And they own something that will take care of you having three arms. 
Look so at, it's another form right, of profiting. Right. Look at that. Um, I can't remember what the hell his name is. There was a big pharmaceutical company in the United States that sold was it diabetes medication and like the type of insulin. Okay. And, Way back when was it like a long time ago? Twenty fifteen ish. Okay. No. And okay. this guy basically hiked the prices like seven hundred percent. Yeah, I heard about that. The life saving medication. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh. No, I don't. Personally. His last name starts with an S. Okay, but what was uh, like was but but that's what it was, and then there was a whole here it was, it was in the United States. Thing. It was like a congressional yeah. hearing about it and everything, and they were like, "Why the fuck did you do this?" And he goes, "I'm a businessman. I can pretty much. Yeah, I'm a businessman. I'm just trying to make Opportunist. money." And so his yeah. he was literally it was just apathy. He wasn't an evil dude being like, uh, "I want to kill evil? you." It, it is. You it is. I, I mean? understand. Like, do, do you but, think someone like that lacks empathy? Yes, yes. I, those are the. I yes. say it all the time. The sociopaths are the only ones who I think are capable of getting into these positions yeah. of mega centralized where power. Ha- where you can't give a fuck. You where can't. You, yeah. Your there, feelings there was, are a there disadvantage. Was a, there that was point. an article that was released. It was like sixty-five or seventy percent of CEOs are borderline so, or uh, sociopaths. Fully sociopaths. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> you know, so maybe that, that's a CEO or that's a manager or something. Not Imagine a manager like of your a, local store, but yeah. yeah. And I think end. those people have a role. Like a, like a positive role in society. I think that those people inevitably end up being the most powerful people in society. Mm-hmm. And I think if you were to put them in our roles of genuine leadership where they were held accountable for their decisions, they would be way more inclined to be making decisions for the greater good. And they would, oh, 100%. I, th- I still think they would be the most qualified people to lead. Like, I, why else would there be so many sociopathic people? It's a natural occurrence. They've always been there. So do you think Thanos would be a qualified person to lead? <laughs> See, Because but- <laughs> yeah, Thanos is kind of like, you know... These people don't rise up out of nowhere. Like no, Advil, for sure. there was a there was a demand for mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then chemists figure out a way to create this medication that's a pacifier, essentially, that doesn't have an immediate negative effect. Mm-hmm. You know, they can they can go and say, "Hey, don't take this prolonged." I think when it started, that was pretty much the way it was. Right? Probably. Maybe this is not yeah, designed probably. for prolonged use. But, mm-hmm. but, exactly, and that's something that's scary now today. Like. Maybe when it first came out, you didn't really know the negative side effects. Yeah. Let's say of Advil, for example. Now you do, and Birth people are control. still taking, taking them it. more than ever. And that, but I that's remember. the scariest thing is that people are aware or can easily Google negative side effects of Advil. Oh, okay, like there they are. Yeah, and guess what? Tomorrow, yeah. I'm, I got a headache. I'm still fucking taking Advil. That's, that's the, the thing. scariest yeah. thing out it of is. all of it. it when is. I was in high school and birth control was like the conversation of birth control came out, mm-hmm. I remember explicitly hearing, oh, birth control itself, like the chemical hormone one that you take orally, for yeah. instance, okay, is designed to be used for a two-year window. I know girls who have been on birth control Ooh, since like, the first day of yeah. high school and have never oh stopped. That's over 10 years. Let's ask a common sense a common sense question, okay? If you're on birth control for however long, let's say a year, five years, whatever, okay, and you immediately stop taking birth control after and you want to become pregnant, do you think you're rate of like fertility before you took birth control is the same after you stop taking birth control well, we already if, know. It was at, if it was at, let's say 80 percent three years you took birth control what do you think it's at now mm-hmm. we already know we, we know that right? for women the, the rates of pcos are like insane skyrocket high Absolutely. Right. it used to be insane. a very rare thing yes right? never talked about and then for men too we also know the 70 percent drop in, in testosterone mm-hmm. across the board across the world what the fuck so what yeah. are the other negative side effects of birth control Oh my god! Other than so obviously much, lack of fertility, like the lower rate. I don't know. Mood. It's 
emo- okay, so hormones, like yeah. that is directly what it impacts is your hormones. That has an impact on everything else in your body. Okay. So a lot of women will be taking birth control and they get into a relationship and then like five years later they get off of it to try and get pregnant mm. and they are not attracted to their significant other. Yeah. It's just, it wasn't their type. It's like you have certain instincts that draw you to people. Uh, whether it's similarities to your parents or like certain aspects that you look for subconsciously that are completely muted and changed because your hormones are just out of whack. Okay. Um, But like when you think about it and you think about, okay, things like birth control, they stop you from getting pregnant. You can now take something to stop you from having a period. Mm -hmm. You can take, you can have certain deodorants that will stop you from sweating. Mm -hmm. These are things that you need to be doing. Like why else would you have, maybe not getting pregnant all the time, but I'm just saying that these are things that you were born to do and you need to have the ability to expel certain things, especially sweating, especially things like that. Like that is very important. We're programmed for pleasure. Like Mm -hmm. sex obviously is a pleasurable experience. So I think a lot of people in this day and age, honestly all over the world, view sex very differently than our, our ancestors and like relative, mm-hmm. like even our grandparents look at these people who are like don't have sex till marriage like there was a that value and a lot of people will chalk it down to control the women specifically and yeah it was used for control of women and that's totally fair however there is a value to saying you know save sex for you know when you're ready to be a parent mm-hmm. abstinence is key mm-hmm. because when you're going and you're just seeking the pleasuring side of it and you're taking things that remove the quote-unquote risk right life is fucking great isn't it like isn't it nice to fuck with no consequence like that's fantastic in theory i think it's so dangerous i think the way that we're set up with like tinder and these dating apps and the ability to constantly search for something better is so detrimental to us like i think it's it it's so damaging like um if you were to go on tinder and you were to go on let's say like 50 dates when you started that process your very first date you're like I'm looking for a good person by the second date. Well, I didn't like that about her. So I'm looking for a good person plus a good sense of humor. Yeah. And then by the end of those 50 dates, you are trying to get this unattainable idea of build, somebody build who's perfect for you. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't exist. Like yeah. you're going to find someone who you're going to have to compromise with. You're going to find somebody who might not be identical to your list of wants and needs, right. but you make it work. And that's like the past generations. That's what they did. They got into relationships, relationship episodes. Honestly, I fucking love that. <laughs> I love that stuff. Like you just make it work. People don't do that anymore. Yeah. No, I'll find something better. I'm I've, worth more than that. I make I'll find this argument better. all the time. Yeah. Got to put the work in. Like, Got it, to. And we've forgotten how to do it. We've mm-hmm. really like, and we're yeah. not being taught how to do it. Like, I mean, I can remember being told this kind of stuff from my grandparents and mm-hmm. kind of taking it with a grain yeah, of salt. Yeah, you're like, oh, like yeah, whatever. Okay, whatever. You yeah. did your thing. I'm gonna do mine. Mm-hmm. But I, the, the older I get, is the more truth I fucking see in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, man, like. It, this is not none of what we're doing is sustainable none no. of it like and they were happy like it's not no. to say that they were unhappy and they were just compromising married 60 years exactly like, what the fuck is that love of their lives yeah. like yeah. yeah it's it's crazy people yeah. nowadays tinder's definitely very dating apps are very dangerous mm-hmm. not people i feel like more so at the beginning we're probably just trying to find a compatible mate someone yeah. else to be with now it's just who can, oh, yeah. can I, who can I'm I have bored. sex with yeah, tonight? Exactly. Right? Yeah, I'm, yeah. And then think yeah. about the effects of also porn. Not not only when you're single, mm-hmm. but even when you're in a relationship and you're still consuming porn as a guy mm-hmm. or a girl. Think about what that's really doing to your brain. Like, 
You're, so you're bad. like numbing yourself down. Yeah, it is and actually you're, so bad. You're definitely lowering yes. your sex drive. It's guaranteed fucking mm-hmm. you're lowering your sex drive for your part, like to your partner as yeah. well. Yeah. It, yeah. So think about it. if you have a low sex drive and you're watching porn consistently every week, I guarantee if you stopped watching porn for a month straight, didn't touch it. Also, well, yeah, just porn straight and didn't, you know, do things like masturbate to porn. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to... You're fucking. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're, you're yeah, gonna be all exactly. over your pent up the energy. You're, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, yeah. You know, it's gonna be there. The attraction's gonna be there. You're gonna be all over the, the other person. Yeah, right? but that that's like that has a lot to do with us nowadays in so many different aspects. Like right. back then, you didn't have a cell phone, you didn't have a TV. What would you do in your spare time instead of just numbing your brain? You would go out and you'd build something. You'd invent something. You'd try and create something that you didn't have before to occupy your time we talk right. about this even mm-hmm. with our own childhoods yeah exactly what you're saying mm-hmm. like because we're that generation that remembers the bridge how old were you when you got like into like technology a, f- a smartphone oh my god i don't even know probably like 14 but you remember being a child yeah. that like yeah. played outside and yeah. like when you were bored and you were bugging your parents were like go find something yeah, to do exactly. and you go could to the park. you knew like, what to do yeah exactly you know? you'd like, go yeah. knock on your friend's door now yeah. When is the last time that you showed up at a friend's house without calling them or texting them or whatever? It doesn't happen. When people knock on my door, it's either the delivery person or... <laughs> Amazon? Or why are they knocking on my door? Uh, <laughs> you didn't tell me you were coming. Like, fuck yeah, you. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I know what you mean. I've, yeah, I've made that argument so many times. Yeah. yeah. One, one thing I wanted to ask you your mm-hmm. opinion on is... Um, is vaping because obviously it's 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 a little <laughs> off topic to <laughs> holding one. Good point, Alex. <laughs> um... Yeah, because obviously people have converted from smoking cigarettes now to vaping, yeah. right? Which is, oh, well, it's better than smoking cigarettes and let's say it's around the same price. I mean, a lot of people say also, okay, well, we don't know the long-term effects. So what do you think? I think that it's worse than cigarettes. Really? I think from the things that I've seen and the studies that I've seen, not saying that maybe, well, not saying that it's not, but not specifically the health effects, the convenience of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's going to sit and smoke all day long? Mm-hmm you don't have that ability anymore. Vaping, you can sit there and do it whenever you want, all the time. I, I, I've noticed that. So I, I used it to stop smoking, and I've been smoking since I was like 11. When did you start vaping? I, like, recently. Oh, okay. Well, three months ago? A couple months ago okay. now, yeah. Okay. Just two, okay. three months, yeah. That's what it was initially intended to do. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, and I know now, too, I've only been doing it a few months, I know I need to start weaning off, because yeah, it's... I do it from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to you bed. You look for it. Last like, okay, night, I realized because I went to this bonfire, I got a little mm. high, I was just chilling <laughs> with the vape. I got home and I was like, man, why can't I breathe? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't smoke weed. I took edibles last night. And I'm like, the only thing that went into my lungs last night was this thing. Yeah. And I was sucking on it all night. It's so bad. Honestly, one thing that I personally noticed is a lot of women who vape and they've been vaping for a couple of years now their voice is very low. Like yeah. it, it is, it's gone very low. So obviously it's affecting your vocal cords. Which obviously it's, it's burning things. it. And a cigarette yeah. smoking does that. Yeah, we already 100%. knew that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Okay. Another thing too is like the added um, flavor chemicals. Like that can't be good. Watermelon. You know what I mean? I know yeah, it's like not it, good. It I know it's not natural. Good. I look and at the ingredients and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that no, is. But at, <laughs> least, at least you know that this isn't a long-term yes, thing for you. This, this was yes, your transition. Exactly. I, I, and it is my intention to kick it. I'm, I don't intend to do this for even a year. Like, right. Yeah, but good. That's to good. stop the smoking, man, was it very effective. And the cigarette smoking was so bad. Yeah. I, I Even going to the vape now, I just have a little bit of shortness of breath with the vape. 
But with the smoking, mm-hmm. I was waking up with brain fog. My mm-hmm. skin was wrinkling. I was like... But how long did you smoke for? From 11 until like 27. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's a long Imagine time. you vaped for that long. I know. Who knows what... Who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah right. it's true. Right. So like, I feel like... I, and I'm still young enough that if I kicked it now... And went long enough. No, I'd you're be still okay. good. Your yeah. body is like the earth. It yeah. is meant to heal itself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. if you treat it right, it will heal itself. Yeah. And so I don't, you know, just you can't judge people who going out and having a good time and doing their things. If they stop, great. Yeah. Perfect. You yeah. had your fun. Trust me. Everybody it's has very yeah. unlikely there are going to be long term effects. Mm-hmm. But if you're somebody that's like just doing this like a long, like smoking, I smoked for a long time in a very critical time of my development too. Mm-hmm. There are probably long-term effects that have already taken hold i started smoking when i was 14 yeah so like i i know i was smoking for i quit smoking two years ago no good for you it's hard oh, to wow. do cold turkey good i just wow. i one day i was like i'm done and everybody in my family smoked yeah. my sister my boyfriend everybody yeah. smoked around me and they continued to smoke up until recently when they decided to quit as well do your parents smoke no mm. so what was no. your what was your dad saying about it obviously obviously he was very against it being a holistic were you regularly smoking or socially smoking (laughs) regularly smoking Mm. like on my own and your dad knew whatever he didn't hide it the day he found out because i tried to hide it i was 14 like imagine being a parent and your kids like you think they're just this little thing but they're smoking cigarettes (laughs) and like you know like 11 (laughs) yeah yeah like Like, that's a shock yeah um, but my sister smoked and she was older and they knew she smoked. So yeah. she would help me hide it. She would like throw her jacket on top of mine and like, oh, we're going to check the mail on like a Sunday. I don't know. Just random <laughs> shit. right? Like we would, we would make it work until I was at the mall one day and me and my cousin were sharing a smoke. And he was dropping something off to one of us. Oh, what an and he arrived place to earlier. He saw me. I made eye contact with him and I was like, <gasps> he's like. Just shook his head. I was broken. That's the word. That's, I'm disappointed. Broke. That's him, though. That's him. He doesn't get mad. He doesn't, like, lash out. He just gets your soul. Like, it's that Jewish guilt, honestly. Like, it's a thing. <laughs> Jewish guilt. I'm dead serious. It is a thing. Like, he'll just be like, oh. like, I can't believe you did that. And I'm like, oh. or when I was growing up, another thing that my parents did was, what do you think I should do to punish you? Oh, that messed with psychology. me. Me and my me and my cousin, we were really close. We're like sisters. We got caught sneaking at one night, and both of our parents were in her room in the morning. They're like, "Do you want to tell us something?" They would never. My dad, and my mom would never tell me what I was in trouble for. I had to tell them, which is hard because you're like, "Do they know about all of it, yeah, or do it? they know about <laughs> some of it?" Like, should I try and lie? <laughs> accountability fucking nice they really got me yeah so it's like well what do you expect us to do we don't want to get you in trouble we don't want to make you upset but you broke our trust yeah so what would you do and i'm like well half the time it's harder it's more of a consequence than they would have put on me anyways yeah okay well i'll be grounded for two weeks and they're like okay okay like yeah you did this like pay your consequences Yeah. yeah yeah So that was interesting growing up with. That's a sure. good, that, I think that's a good parenting technique I so personally. I think that's I think fucking so fantastic. Yeah. I was, when I was a kid, my parents, I mean, they were Jamaican. So, you know, obviously beating is inevitably <laughs> a part of it. But I used to have to go upstairs depending on who it was. My parents mm-hmm. had his in her closets. And if my mom was the one to beat me, I'd go up crying. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you pick the belt you got your ass beat with. No! And then you had to take it back. <laughs> That, that's when you do the reflecting and yeah, you're like, you're like yeah. I, I never got beat for, I never, I, everyone I got, I deserved because I was, I was, 
bad kid. I was, I was a terrible kid. Like I did. Some I was bad like, things. I was into drugs, like bad. Okay, so never mind. I was not a bad like, kid. Like I was like <laughs> I was not good. Like super deceitful. Like right. the things that it does to you psychologically is just it's taken a long time for me to like come back from that. Yeah. Especially the mental aspect of it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Do you crazy. at now being an expecting parent? I don't know what I'm going to do. Do you think about it? Do you think <laughs> yeah. about having a baby Mariah? Like how I you would handle it? it? Oh <laughs> my God. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. If it's like, and apparently your child is like karma. It'll come back and so do say, what you did to your parents two times over. They say so, 10 times in the yeah, Bible. Yeah, 10 times. Like, <laughs> ten. I don't know. Yeah, it's tenfold. That's literally in the Bible. That is scripture. Wow. Your children will give you what you gave your parents tenfold, good or bad. And there's like wow. new things now. Like, how do you know there's new things constantly? So it's like you can't relate it back to when you were a child. Yeah, no, it's true. Right. The right. world changes and like new methods and the everything. things mm-hmm. you have to do change, like your behaviors, what's acceptable, what's not. Like, yeah, I, I don't know if you got beat. I don't know if you got beat, but like when we were Probably kids, spanking once yeah, in a while. getting a spanking was pretty mm-hmm. normal. Nowadays, if you there's hit your a kid, lot of cases. Will, yeah, like yeah. fucking. But there's a lot of science behind it too. To be like, look mm. at cortisol levels in children. Like that gets released when you spank them. Like, is it a good idea to punish them mm. that way? And you're like, shit, that's a good I know. argument. That's another thing that like there's so many different opinions on is mm-hmm. parenting and there's no right answer. There isn't. There isn't. We're too different. At the end of the day, like, yeah, yeah you right. have no idea if you're going to mess them up for life or if you're setting them up on a good track. And in the manner of speaking, even the best parent, like some degree is going to fuck their kid up because mm-hmm. we're imperfect. Like nobody's perfect and the, there's no way to do it right. So like right. just do your best. Yeah. That's all you can do. Right? Play it, play it by ear. Yeah. <laughs> like, so in terms of what's now being accepted these days... You know, things like, obviously, weed is not legal. Mm-hmm. So what is your opinion on uh, something like weed? I think that once upon a time, it was very natural. Right. Okay, I don't agree with smoking anything. Like, your lungs are not meant. They have right. these little hairs, and it's not meant to have smoke constantly inhaled. Mm-hmm. But it's a plant. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's the lesser of the evil. What about eating it, then? Edibles, if yeah. If you do an edible, think about it being like a, an edible. To activate the THC, you got to expose it to heat. So in the theory, you're cooking it and mm-hmm. then you eat it. How is that different than a, a Well, they say it's five times more psychoactive eating an edible. Yeah. Which just, like, that, I don't know. But For me, I don't want that. You no. can't go and pick a, a bud off of like a weed plant and, and just eat, eat it. it. No. You mm-hmm. have to, there has to, it has to be exposed to heat in right. order right. to be psychoactive. Right. Yeah. But they did a study and like a lot of people are using weed right now to help with anxiety. Mm-hmm. They did okay. a study where long-term use, you smoke weed, like one that calms you down over five years. The amount of anxiety that you end up with after you quit is way higher than what you started with. Because you're suppressing it. Yeah. You're dealing with it. You're exactly. The band-aid. Exactly. Back to the it's band-aids. It's the band-aid. Right. It's, and it's convenience and it's whatever. Right. But no, I don't agree with it. Find the problem and fix it. Hmm. If right. you're smoking to be relaxed, find what's stressing you out and fix it. Right. So now on the tail end of your like earlier years where you went wild and had fun oh with all God. these different substances, would you ever use like weed again no. after pregnancy for just re- recreational, whatever, once in a while? Is that, or is that never going to happen again? I wouldn't, again? not mm-hmm. because of the health effects. I wouldn't because it just messed me up. Right. Like I now am so uncomfortable not being in control because I knew how bad it got back then for me. Yeah. Okay. And like, it wasn't like an average kid who was like messing around with whatever substance it was like it really it got bad for me Mm -hmm. so it's like i don't ever want to get to the point where i'm not in control of my mind and of my body and things like that is this just exclusively you're talking about weed or is this including other things like alcohol and well i'm not much of a drinker now and well especially not now but like before this too 
that I'm you're not, not much of a drinker. It tapers off. Yeah. Bit, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then what are your thoughts then, especially because your background and your upbringing is yeah. like incredibly holistic. So you can appreciate like natural remedies and stuff like that. Yeah. We've talked oops, a little bit about using psychedelics. Yes. Um, and like, so especially like indigenous cultures using it as a mm-hmm. medicinal way of like dealing with shit. And there's a lot of, of evidence supporting its use to like treat shit like anxiety, yes. uh, PTSD, post-trauma. Uh, oh, yeah. um, you know, people with terminal, not terminal, uh, clinical depression. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or just like your body's out of whack, out of sync and yeah. like it can be used to, what do you think about that kind of thing? Have you ever looked into that sort of stuff? Yeah. I've, I've tested it personally. Oh yeah. What do you <laughs> yeah, think about like, that? Yeah. Like I think that, so one thing that I did was MDMA, mm-hmm. right? Like I did Molly and I did learn a lot from doing it. Like I learned, I'm very analytical, like in what, how is my brain working? How, how is this affecting me? Why is this thought leading me to this decision? Hmm. So I've always kind of been like that. And when I take something like that and it really, you feel like you're opening your mind in a sense. And that's pretty much the only way you can describe it. Oh, I felt like my mind was open. Hmm. So I do think that I took a lot away from those experiences. And I think that people can benefit from it. It's just, I don't agree with having to take something to fix your problems. Right. We're not meant to. You know what I yeah. mean? I think that people can benefit, but at the end of the day, that's not the end goal. That's not the end solution is to have to take something to make you feel like you're 100% again. Yeah. good argument. Some people that take psychedelics, let's they have like a very, you know, internal, um, you know, internal trauma, mm-hmm. right? So they'll take mm-hmm. something like a psychedelic maybe in a safe environment and yeah. then that'll help them release that trauma a little to. bit yeah. and what they've been holding on to which yeah like for me i i'd say like i look at it more as like a tool yeah like for me I, I don't look like weed and psychedelics i wouldn't maybe when you're young you look at all to try and get fucked up or whatever yeah mm-hmm. but now like me if i was going to do either it would be in a tool setting to like yes. what can i gain from it mm-hmm. by doing it and i think that's the mindset you have to also go in with. That's mm-hmm. a good respect level to have for it. Right? Yes, My, I absolutely I was going to ask that. you though, when you did the MDMA, what setting were you in? Yeah, were you it at, like, was a not rave? a rave. No. No, okay, it was like, <laughs> I was it was like no, it was no, like, no, no, wow. no, no. It was like sitting around with a group of people, right. smoking weed and just like talking and just like, right. just literally this. Like it, it was exactly this. It was just going to different subjects where it might be frowned upon to talk about or not even that just like the amount of things that you could come up with and think of and the new pathways that you create in your brain and the new confidence that you get and the happiness that you get Mm. it really it teaches you things but at the end of the day if you're spiking your serotonin it's gonna come back down yeah what goes up must come down Mm -hmm. yeah that crash afterwards that's a brutal crash right yeah no that's a really good argument a lot of people talk about that after taking m the next Mm -hmm. day yeah, the hangover is worse than drinking lasts, alcohol. Exactly. Sometimes it can last a week. I've heard, like well, quite a, like multiple yeah. days. You're you're so you're 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 so high in a way, mm-hmm. just high on life, whatever the situation is. And then you, the next day, it just fucking brings you right back down yeah. to a lower point than you it, were at. It makes yeah. sense. Like your, it's a hormone, so mm-hmm. your body only produces X amount. And then if this this drug or substance is allowing you to experience all of the serotonin that your body yeah. has produced in a small window of time, and then it has none left. Right. Then yeah, you're gonna have to wait for the levels to come back up, and you're gonna feel shit. And that's right. where tolerance comes in too. It's like okay, well, if you're constantly taking this, mm-hmm. you're not gonna feel the same as you did the first time, and yeah. you're not gonna produce those hormones naturally anymore because your body's waiting for that, um, for that buildup, for that spike. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
You know, it's funny. I read about that um, first love is kind of like that, too. Because technically, the feelings you get from a first love, it is hormones. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they always say no other love is like your first love. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. They because do well, it's kind of true. It, it, it makes sense. If, if you're yeah. talking about it from even, like, doing MDMA, mm-hmm. like, you're getting a dump of hormones you've never experienced before. Yeah. So, it's probably very, like, euphoric. Mm-hmm. Right. And then after that, you'll never experience it like that again. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Love is a drug. That's a good way to look love at is it. a drug. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Drug. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Science. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Um, You mentioned something in this note Mm -hmm. about dehydration. You go, uh, hold on, let me see here. Dehydration, we are 60% water. Most people would be on their deathbeds if they didn't bathe. Yeah. Can you expand on that? Yeah. One thing I was, sorry, not to interrupt, one thing I was telling Matt the other day, we're talking about water. I was talking about how, um, of the alkaline machine. Mm -hmm. Alkaline machines, right? Yeah, yeah. Which I know you have one. I do. You own one, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I have something called a Kangen machine. And so it's a water ionizer. So it pretty much has these plates um, that, well, they do a couple of things. So first they reduce the size of the molecule, molecule mm-hmm. which means that your body is absorbing it rather than digesting it. So a lot of the time if you drink like tap water or a bottle of water and you gurgle around your stomach, you know, if you move your stomach around, you can hear it. Mm-hmm. It's because you're digesting it. So it actually has to go through the digestion process. Right. Whereas if you're drinking water that is at a smaller size, it just goes to where it needs to go. Right. Another thing is the pH. So it balances the hydrogen and is able to produce more or less hydrogen, giving you different pHs. So alkaline versus, versus acidic. And your body... That is like very, very important and not really talked about. So if you are in an acidic state, you can have disease. If you are truly in an alkaline state, disease cannot exist in your body. By disease, I mean like cancers and things like that. It doesn't, it doesn't exist because it's not an environment where it can survive in. Yeah. So one can of pop, one can of Coke specifically, would kill you if you didn't have the buffers that we have in our body. So because it's so acidic, you need to take alkalinity from other parts of your body, especially your bones. So you drink that, it takes it from your bones Mm. and other places. And that's when you get things like osteoporosis, (laughs) holes in your bones, weak bones. It's, is, it's is that a thing? So is there yeah. are there science is there science to prove like okay if you if you're eating an acidic diet or even you drink coke a lot mm-hmm. you tend to have lower bone density? Yeah. So there's studies. There's definitely studies and things like that, but they're not publicly published. Uh, a lot of it is. Really, see, this is annoying. I know. This I know. Annoying. You can't gain that the knowledge. Empirical data to mm-hmm. support these arguments because yeah. like, oh, that sucks. It makes sense. Yeah. From just like schoolroom science, you can think about the chemistry involved here and be mm-hmm. like, yes, this makes total sense. Yeah. Do you remember learning about making little volcanoes? Yeah. Like acid yeah. and alkaline. Like, you remember that stuff? It makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Why, is, why would there be nowhere to, like, it sucks. Yeah, it does suck. It really sucks. And then it's like people question the credibility of it because they can't go on Google and search it up. Yeah. And I get it. Like, it totally makes sense. Right. Yeah. So. What do you, what do you mean, though, when you say... <coughs> If people didn't bathe, they'd die. Okay, so you absorb a lot of water through your skin. Yeah. Like your skin is the largest organ in your body. And if you didn't bathe and get that hydration, a lot of people would be dying from dehydration. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. We are so severely dehydrated. When you get to the point where you're thirsty, 
you are severely dehydrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that I know. I made an argument in the la- literally the last episode where we were talking about how, by and large, people tell you to drink eight glasses of water a day, and we were making the argument about <laughs> if you're drinking from the top, how it's you know what's in the water, mm-hmm. how would that affect you if you're drinking eight glasses a day? And I go, I don't need eight glasses a day. Uh, I, I'm just gonna drink water based on what my body needs. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like personally. I do take a shower every day. I don't take mm-hmm. a bath, but I do take a shower. You still absorb a lot. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. And I, I measured myself. I'm heavier out of the bath. So I, wow. I know for a fact I'm retaining that water. But I'm wondering, we talk about how different the body is, mm-hmm. each of our bodies, in like when, when it comes to eating food, like what works for us, what doesn't. Yeah. You, know? you, can't, you can't really just do one catch-all. So when it comes to drinking water, and you mentioned how much everybody or most people are dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Where do, do you, you find know? the balance between listening to your body well, and then drinking enough water? Like, what is enough water then based on it? Depends on the water that you're drinking. Like, because mm. I don't think tap water is good for you. And I don't think that even like bottled water is iffy. I, I, I think don't that think, I think it's a scam. It's yeah, like, like it's like it's tap water in yeah. bottles. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. It's that's a whole other conversation. The amount of water that you have to drink. I strongly believe that you should listen to your body. I really do on everything. Like, but you need to know what you're listening for. We're yeah, so right. out of touch. We, yeah. we don't know. A lot of people would go based off of when they're thirsty. I know that waking up and drinking a, a big glass of like filtered 9.5 alkaline water is the best for you. It hydrates all of your organs and it gets your gets everything going. Mm. Right. So in the morning before any food is so important to drink water. And I've heard this too. Do not drink water while you're eating. It's so bad. Really? It dilutes your stomach before acid. Before or after? Uh, during? Before, during. After is okay. Like give yourself some time, but think about it. How long does it take you to digest a meal? If you're drinking water, you're diluting those stomach acids. And your body is struggling to break it down. And then you, then you get shit stuck in your colon. Exactly. Yeah. And then you get Literally. bloating and then you get allergies and then you get... <coughs> All these other really bad things that happen after that. And see, like all of see, these things see, she's knowledge, saying make sense. But why? Why isn't yeah. that shared? Yeah. Oh you know gosh, what I mean? Yeah. Why is that not? That's not known. Yeah. What no. she just said is not fucking known. I know. You know what? I only knew is? about it before because her dad told me that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I've, I've never heard that before. But mm-hmm. the moment you say it again, you can think about how simple it is. It like makes it sense. makes total sense. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, that's the only way I retain this stuff. Like, I'm told so much information, so much more than what I could even talk about. But as soon as it's explained to me like this, it's like, oh, I believe that way more than somebody else just saying. It's nuts that, like, McDonald's Mm. will sell you a combo meal of plastic food and it automatically comes with a sugar drink that you're supposed to drink. And while carbonated eating. water is even worse than drinking normal water yeah, when yeah, you're digesting. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, well, especially I know carbonated alcohol. water is acidic, right? Alcohol is the absolute worst. If yeah. you're at a bar and you're drinking and you get a meal, the worst. You do not digest for Like hours. a beer and a meal. It's so a beer bad. and a meal. Absolutely terrible for you. Wow. It's so bad. What do we what do you think about beer? I think that originally beer was fermented. And fermented right. is amazing. Fermented has probiotics, prebiotics, it has gut food. Kombucha. Well, kombucha is the same. Kombucha is good. There, yeah. there are a lot yeah. of beers, though. Like, even, even Molson Canadian, for instance, there's a shit ton of preservatives in it because it's, it's mass-produced. Mm-hmm. But they've done, like, they, like uh, test samples. A lot of different people, I've seen it on TikTok, just, like, home scientists yeah. right, that have test kits and stuff. And they go, like, there are a shit ton of cultures, good cultures in beer. So yeah. they say, okay, if you drink beer, 
say you have a beer, one beer, a bottle of beer, maybe like every couple of days, that is good. But if you're drinking, the moment you go one beer a day or even two beers a day, you're fucked. Wait, wait, wait. Is it it good? Is it good if you have, like... It's not beneficial. Is it... it, would it be better if you didn't have that one beer? So, after every few, would you be healthier if you didn't have that one beer after every few days? My, I, I yes wonder. No? I genuinely wonder because there there are tons of like older. Look at like the the industrial revolution, right? This mm-hmm. was at a period of time where people were not getting all the nutrients they needed, and a lot of communities, even Vikings, long winters, they were eating their root plants, mm-hmm. and then they were they were like supplementing their meals with beer or mm-hmm. mead, I guess. Okay. Yeah, and like mead. it was the cultures literally help them survive the winters. Okay. Yeah. And then the warm, weather warms back up. So there are lots of arguments for, as you said, fermented drinks, alcoholic drinks. That's why they became so popular. That was yeah. back then. Wine and beer. So if we maybe... That was back then. Yeah. yeah. If we used those older styles yeah. of making them, it's then so it easy. might be different. It's like you the same thing as weed. Beer. It's the same, same thing as weed, right? Weed yeah. back then. Yeah. yeah. It was more natural. Yeah, but exactly. now it's like, what other shit is, is in it? Well, the weed it's is... sprayed. We talk about GMO. Like, yeah, like it's GMO. Weed is one of those oh things gosh. that like, has been broken down microscopically yeah. 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 to get, you know, maximum yield and maximum... THC and right. CBD yeah. and whatever. Exactly, yeah. to get whatever yeah. you need from it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's been altered heavily. So if you're buying from a dispensary, all that shit is GMO, no matter mm-hmm. how organic you might feel about it. Yeah, exactly. But if you're growing it from your yard, even then, the seeds are probably coming from something that was done in the lab, right? Yeah. So it's true. You have to go to Jamaica and go into like the backwoods and get like <laughs> weed. Yeah, <laughs> weed. Really? Not, but that shit is not potent at all. No, it's right. just it's and that's yeah, I know. I was talking to my dad about this not too long ago when I did smoke weed and he was like I told him about greening out. You know, if you smoke too much weed and yep. you like okay. throw up or whatever it is happens to you when you sure. green out. He's like, that didn't exist in my day. There was no such thing as greening out. Yeah. Like it didn't happen. Yeah. So I don't know. That's I think nuts that, to yeah. think about. Yeah. See, and it's frustrating because it's like we know we'll never ever be able to have access to stuff we know for sure is okay. Yeah. And then for our kids and their kids and their you just like, have it's no fucking idea. it's done. Yeah, I know. So then, what do you think about distilled water? Because isn't distilled basically the opposite of everything natural about water? Yeah. So distilled and like RO reverse osmosis. Right. Those are lacking minerals they're right. lacking everything they mm-hmm. take out everything it's so it's just, just water H2O. but yeah. we need minerals that's yeah. how our body works we need it we need the communication through the water and if you're drinking dead water which is what it is yeah. you're getting nothing from it so wouldn't tap water be considered basically dead water like all those you know all the filtration that it goes through yeah like wouldn't it be taking out those minerals basically well it's dead water plus there's hormones and things that can't be removed through the normal filtration processes right. and they chemically um they chemically balance the ph so that if you test it with a test strip it'll always be seven yeah which is neutral neutral right mm-hmm. yeah we learned about this actually in, in but neutral is too acidic neutral is it's from it's zero not to 14 doing anything for you mm-hmm. yeah the scale yeah. right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's not doing anything for you seven seven's basically dead Seven's dead. It's and then nothing. Anything below seven's acidic. Anything above seven, which is and it has a charge. Water. Right. Like there's actual machines that you can use to check the charge of your water, and if it's negative, it's better for you. It's charged more uh, beneficial to you. Okay. So yeah, that stuff is all relevant for sure. So you you mentioned with water how how much of it that we're absorbing through our skin. Mm-hmm. So like, is there 
is it a bad thing to be absorbing water through your skin? Is it like better to be drinking it, or is it is it like okay to be in, taking in your water as well through your skin? Depends on the kind of water. So, like, what if you go up to like a beautiful, nice lake up north, freshwater yeah. lake, and you're swimming in that? Obviously, I'm imagining you're soaking up some of that water. Mm-hmm, for sure. Is that? What That's do you think? Fine. You think like so? it's fine. I think that we've become so sterile. Uh, yes. Oh, so yes. sterile. Yeah, it's, it's like mess. It's actually mess. Like people have been swimming in. The thing that I would worry about is stagnant water. Stagnant water, definitely, because mm. there's bacteria and stuff. But the additives and things that are in our environment nowadays that weren't back then. Maybe right. there was chemicals that were put into that that wouldn't have been present back in the day. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just think that we're advancing and we're killing ourselves for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's going to it's gonna end one of two ways. Things are either going to be okay or, you know, the yeah. end has begun. You know? Yeah. I won't drink in Lake Ontario. I won't swim in Lake Ontario. That's well, for no, sure. Lake Ontario, yeah, they no, don't do that. Absolutely. Um, what's your opinion on fluoride? Because this is a bit of a big topic. They added to tap water. Mm-hmm. And we Two learned phase. the reason why they added to tap water is for, um, for teeth health. Mm-hmm. Right, which, and you know, fluoride is also in rat poison. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so there's a lot of conspiracy theories because then people related to the pineal gland and say that, you know people say it damages that. And then when people some people did research, they go, oh well, the amounts of fluoride that are added to tap water, it's not enough to actually do harm. Mm-hmm. It's such a low amount that it's not doing it's not doing harm to. I disagree. So fluoride is <laughs> one of the only things that penetrates the blood-brain barrier. Okay. One of the only chemicals on earth. And that is very dangerous. Um, I think that fluoride is so bad for you. They also put it in toothpaste. Right. But even now, like I went to the dentist and I said I didn't want to use fluoride. And they said, okay, no problem. You should use xylitol. That's a natural sugar substitute that comes from a plant and she's like that does the exact same thing as fluoride except without the negative effects and i buy toothpaste with xylitol in it and no fluoride and no parabens and none of these other things yes a lot more yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. shocker something that's healthier for you yeah yeah. That people aren't aware of. When you are aware of it, it costs more. Yeah. What a coincidence. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's the a thing, lot, is it a coincidence? Yeah. That's well, the, no. the questions people ask. Yeah. Right? It's a supply demand thing because not as many people would give a fuck. Right? Mm-hmm. So there's less people buying. I don't even know how to say the word. Right. Like, which, which one? The Z one. The Z- xylitol. Xylitol. But don't you think if you wanted your people to be a bit healthier, wouldn't you put that in the tap water instead of fluoride? But they don't. Or, 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 or no, it costs healthier. too much, right? Yeah. That's why they don't want to do it, right? Yeah. That's, it's a plant. Honestly. Oh. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that's what it would be, right? <laughs> that's the reason, but is it yeah. good enough reason? No, it's not a good enough reason. It's, it's They're trillion dollars in de- trillions of dollars in debt, the government. They can't add that. And, and, <laughs> and there's no way that we can hold them accountable mm-hmm. unless you just stop buying that stuff. But like... Like Every, Mariah says, yeah. it costs. It does cost more. Yeah. Like there's so many things that I replace that I don't even think of anymore. Like right. my deodorant, my dad makes a whole line of holistic deodorants. He makes tinctures and all these things. Right. It's, yeah, and I only use that. And it instead of, okay, so under your arms, you have your lymphatic system, okay. right? And by putting deodorant and other things in there, you're absorbing it because mm. it's your skin. And these products are not regulated. Yeah. The ingredients are not regulated. The only thing that's regulated in the ingredients is the coloring that they add. 
They can hmm. add literally whatever they want, and you would buy it, and nobody would know. Isn't there like aluminum and stuff in There's a lot of deodorants? There's definitely aluminum, yeah. and that causes breast cancer. Hmm. That causes increased rates in autism. Yeah. Like that, it's so correlated with the diseases and the things that are wrong with us right. now. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Crazy. But then, okay, so this homemade deodorant, because then I think mm-hmm. a lot of people's argument, especially for something like deodorant, would be mm-hmm. like, I need something that works, that's right. going to last all day. Right. Like for me, I work outside, it's yeah. going right. to be hot now, Going, right. I can't be going to clients smelling like a bag of, yeah. you know, of ass. Like, if you smell bad, hmm. which a lot of people do, like a There's lot a reason. of people have it, you're unhealthy. There's Boom. something that's going on in your body that Even is not healthy. Even when you're like physically exerting and you're sweating and stuff? It shouldn't smell. Really? It makes all. sense. It makes sense. It's a foul smell. Your body is releasing a foul smell. That There's fermentation. That's There's not, something in there. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That makes sense. It's not pleased. Your feet not smelling. Pleasing like all of that stuff is not normal. It well, shouldn't be normal. I know mm. feet smelling is like, uh, that's fungi. It's also linked nuts. to acidity. Well, the armpits. Is it's it? also linked to the acidity in your mm. body. If you're highly mm. acidic, okay. you will have those smells. It's actually crazy. What are some things to prevent like something like BO for your average person? Diet. Okay, so what it's things all to diet. your diet? Clean diet. Don't eat preservatives. Like don't eat things that are from a fast food place. Mm. You know what I mean? Just try and eat what you would have eaten 100 or 200 years ago. Right. Vegetables and meat. Would and you say people back then didn't smell like BO? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Well, we know they did. They wrote it down. They were like, <laughs> they were like, like I hate going to these parties. Everyone smells. It's fucking terrible. Perfume used to be made of flowers. Yeah. yeah, but that was the only deodorant they would have had back then, right? And then mm-hmm. also people didn't wash as often because it wasn't accessible. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's true too. So sure. obviously four days of accumulated grime, no matter how clean you eat, is going to oh, smell bad. Yeah. Right? You know? yeah, that's just bacteria. Yeah. Like at that point, it's its own yeah, culture. Like it is what it is. <laughs> but their skin must have been super resilient to pretty much everything then. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's, oh, it's, See, one, one big problem is even if... So let's say someone listens to this and becomes aware. It's like, okay, I want to, I want to be healthier. I want to do all these things. Now you start going to maybe some better grocery stores. It's you start buying more natural deodorants. So now I'm at Nature's Emporium. I'm about to buy a nice all natural deodorant. Yeah. And I look at the price tag and it says fucking nine dollars. Fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars. Like, like I can't insane. afford this. But like, right? it's like what you said though. Even the natural deodorant, if you're going and buying it, aside from you making it yourself and knowing where mm-hmm. those ingredients came from, how do you know that this natural deodorant that's being sold at this natural store that is still participating in an unregulated industry yeah. is actually putting these ingredients in it? You don't. Right. I have the benefit yeah. of literally. Like seeing it, watching it be made and yeah. watching where the ingredients come from. But a lot of people don't have that. Yeah. And you don't, you don't know. See, All you can do is try. That's the thing. It's like, are you really putting yourself in a position where you're better off than we were wearing Old Spice, for instance? And like another thing, too, that you have to think about is this trust and how these people want money. Wouldn't they want to buy up a healthy company that provides this deodorant and give them just shitty deodorant so that they're also partaking in the healthcare system and getting Mm. sick just like everybody else Mm. like that's more the conspiracy side of it but no but it's true it's if you have a small company let's say you're making natural deodorants Mm -hmm. let's say you start making a million dollars a year you're still considered small yeah then a big company worth 100 100 million comes and says okay we'll buy you out for here's 20 million you're gonna take it that company now owns you. They're going to keep your name. They're going to keep everything that belongs to you still, basically, other than the ownership, which we're not aware of that it might have changed. Mm. And mm. they can change 
what they put in the product. Well, and then that it's interesting you increases that. profits. And Even now, if you went into a Walmart mm-hmm. and you go into the deodorant aisle, right. Right, you have all these brands to choose from. Yeah. There's only two companies that are selling it to you, P&G and Unilever. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And they own everything that's mm-hmm. in the fucking Walmart. They own right. the fucking cereal. They own the deodorant. They own the toothpaste. They own everything. Some... Yeah. That's what, that's what people can afford as well, right? Yeah. yeah. Some people don't, even if they want to be healthier, okay, yeah. I'm going to stop that's, buying that's shit healthy. food. Now I'm going to start buying organic or I'm going to start stop buying this deodorant. Now you're going from $5 deodorant to 9 Can so you afford it? One thing that I wanted to say is, you know, Mill Street Organic, mm-hmm. that beer company? Right. I know the owner, okay. right? I know the person who started, the founder. And nice. he sold out to, I think it was Paps Pabst or Mill out? Street mm-hmm. or, or not Mill Street, um, Molson, Molson, one or the other, bought it out recently, a a couple, a year or two ago, and they were actually using ingredients that were organic. They were actually using beneficial things. He's actually a client of my dad's, and they're working together on something right now. So, like, I know intimately the process of just deceit. Like, Mm. people just get bought out, and you trust this company, and then you're back to square one. Same thing as the the one batch organic, and then you can call it organic forever. So if yeah. another company's bought yeah. Mill Street organic and they were doing it organically, they've already checked the box. Yeah, exactly. Now they can just leave organic on the fucking label mm-hmm. forever, and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what they put in it. And another thing too is like I was at Metro, and there was like I had a craving for craft dinner, and I cool. know how bad craft dinner is. So I was looking for something else. There's a company called Annie's. And they have grass-fed um, dairy and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like whole wheat and organic ingredients. It's like four times the price, isn't it? It's four times the price. Oh. And I found out that it's actually owned by the same companies that own um, Cheerio, that own... Like, it's the same shit. It's the same it's shit. Unilever. It's P&G and Unilever. It's so horrible. It's fucked. It's the fucked. And not only... Sometimes you're thinking you're doing better by even buying the more expensive product. You might still be getting fucked. The same, yeah. You're still getting fucked. Yeah. 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 So if you're getting <laughs> fucked constantly... How do you unfuck? A lot of, no, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people would sit there and wonder what the fuck is the point of even trying. Well, at this and point, at if point, you realize how corrupt everything is, yeah. then you might realize maybe I should try and get out of the systems mm-hmm. or limit myself in the system yeah, as much yeah, as I yeah. can. Which, but then you're now you know, responsible for doing something that you've never done before. You're going to have to go and make everything by yourself which, in order to trust it. And that's a lot of work. That it is existed. a lot of work, but exactly. It's yeah. not as hard as you think. Mm-hmm. You can make this stuff with like simple ingredients. Yeah. It's just a new learning curve that a lot of people don't want to have to do because of convenience. Yeah, it's convenience. And then our, the way our lives are structured, we, mm-hmm. we all have timestamps. Yeah. Like, you work too. Mm-hmm. We 100%. all work and you have to show up at this time and mm-hmm. you do it until this time. And then what are you left with? You're left with a small fraction of your day that you have to go and do the things you already need to do. And then on top, you're going to add things that you know you can go to the store and get in three seconds. But you're going to go and make it. and It's going to take you eight hours to do this process. And it's like, I think part of the system and wanting to get out of that system has a lot to do with um, the economic side of things. And like being an entrepreneur and trying to find a way to create income while you're asleep. That's like the ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. Have something that creates income while you're sleeping and then you're set. You're good. I was thinking about exactly this today because for me, uh, (laughs) I have to go. Oh, you have to go. We can can wrap it up. I think we did pretty good. We can always have you back on too. I would love to come back on. Because this is like a topic I feel like you can talk for hours and hours and hours on. It just leads so many places. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, mm-hmm. thank you for coming in because I personally learned a lot from just the stuff you've said. Yeah. And I think you've given a lot of people a lot of things to think about. I hope so. I mean, 
so many people don't know this stuff and they don't know where to get this information. Yeah. So, yeah. like, if I know something that could help somebody, of course. Well, stay in touch with the show. We'll definitely have you back on. Maybe we'll get a panelist or two. Absolutely. Someone with <laughs> an opinion that might yes, bounce against yours. And let's see what happens. 100%. And listen, in terms of causal credibility, I was also on the fence and wondering about all these things, these types of conversations. And then I met her dad mm. and asked how I old he was. I wish he would come on. Honestly, I'm not kidding. He yeah, no, knows he's great. so much. If he's but willing to come on, we would love to have him. For sure. 100%. Yeah. The number one thing with her dad is I asked how old he was and then I looked at him and it's, the li- he looks considerably <laughs> younger than yeah. he fucking states he is. <laughs> then he That's states so he is. <laughs> interesting. So, yeah. No, it's but definitely cool. something. Yeah, we'll have you back on. Again, Absolutely. thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This is amazing. Uh, This has been, I think, on that. We post our episodes every Monday, so stay tuned for more. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.